The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces Way of Life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome back, world, to a Solid 7 Podcast, a better-than-average podcast, if I do say so myself, and we all know that I do. I am, of course, your host, Kale, and back with us this week, great friend of the pod, Mr. Brad Mason. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Good to have you. We've been trying to make it happen for, I don't know, at least a couple of months now, yeah. getting you back on here, and yeah. good to... Stars finally aligned and sitting back across from you here. So uh, Brad's been on the podcast for I was just trying to scroll through uh, a better podcast. I would have done this in advance, but that's why we're a solid seven and not a 10. I want to say your first episode was in the 60s. That's it was almost you? a year ago because it was right before Sandlot last year. 50, episode 56. So okay. uh, this will be 112. So it has been a minute, which means I've had more than a full year uh, to make it out uh, to a gift team <laughs> workout and uh, have not. I did and not so, come here to beat you up on that, but I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll out my shame and failure uh, here for you on the podcast. But uh, yeah. You know we are in town. We're right down the road. Yeah, right, right nearby. I mean, in, in the neighborhood. It doesn't even... Uh, not Jacksonville. Yeah. Not. Yeah, in the, yeah, in the meantime, I I've made... I actually saw you at more events outside of Orlando. That's Since accurate. Then, then Orla- then yes. Orlando. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny how that stuff works sometimes. Well, we mentioned the Give Team. You are, of course, the uh, founder and, and head coach of the Give Team. And we talked about that a bunch way back uh, on episode 56. But I think it's worth covering again. So uh, let's see if I can say this right. The Give Team is the only urban obstacle course racing team in the country. Yeah, I threw in there urban obstacle course racing and uh, endurance event. Team. Yeah. So that kind of opens it up yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. right? Yeah. Because so, it's not just Spartans yeah. and, and that kind of thing. And to be clear, the, the urban is modifying where the team is based out of, not that the obstacle courses themselves right. are urban. So it's, uh, you know, you guys aren't like doing, you know, like the Ninja Turtle mud run, mud run through the sewers. So it's urban because <laughs> it's in the city. Uh, but that's where the, the team's based out of. So. Um, right here in Orlando, and that's how we met. You guys are super connected with with Go Ruck. They're big supporters, um, you know, of what you're doing. And uh, we we met through uh, our good friend Emily McCarthy over there, and uh, best buds ever since. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's uh, um, it's been great because there is so much synergy with with go rock and what they do and what we are all about. Yeah. And so that's just worked out really well. And they've, they're just a great organization. It's a great community. Um, and yeah, it's worked out really well all around. And it's, there's just a lot of, like I said, a lot of synergy between what they're doing and what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, um, we're recording in an undisclosed location uh, for this episode, uh, which isn't so much with the AC at the moment, which makes it even more prescient that we dig into these Jocko goes as oh, the podcast go. is of course, always fueled uh, by Jocko go. Now I brought a smorgasbord for you friend. Uh, we've got, and it's a, 
It's guest choice. So I've got mango here for you, watermelon, orange, tropical, and uh, a pink mist. There's really no bad choice here. I've never done the pink mist. I've done oh, these other ones. So all you. You're, you're missing out, so, man. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm going tropical here. I haven't done tropical on the podcast for a while. Yeah, that'll work. So cheers, sir. Salud. So, and I came with something in exchange. So that's, I, I, I would like to encourage more guests to bring <laughs> gifts. I, I'm always doling out drinks yep. and, but nobody ever brings me anything. Yeah. 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 So let me, let me do this. So, um, one of the members of the give teams advisory board, uh, is Ray Welsh. And I met Ray through a group called Operation Enduring Warrior, who does who we've done a lot of races with mm-hmm. and working with um, uh, with veterans who have been injured, and uh, and so there's just a lot of again a lot of synergy between that organization and what we do to help uh, an injured veteran get through an obstacle course race or whatever event we're yeah, working. Yeah. So whether it's in a, you know somebody who's in a wheelchair or missing a limb or whatever. So um, Ray, um, his day job is uh, he imports tea and so he'll sell concentrate to uh, Arizona tea to restaurants all that okay so he's got this thing on the side um, called elite ops energy strip so I'm gonna break a rule here and uh, so I'm gonna give you these I don't know how many are in here but now uh, I, I gotta say I, I don't want to throw shade without meeting Ray and I love that he's supportive of the gift team I don't know that importing tea is the most American of activities. <laughs> I'm not certain that's an honorable way to make a living <laughs> in these United States of America. So these the strips are um, kind of like those Listerine breath strips. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so what he's found is a way to put together energy in these little strips that are like um, those breath strips. Uh, and what they do is they have B vitamins and caffeine, and you put them on your tongue, and it dissolves. And it has almost immediate impact. So All it has right. about the same amount of coffee, a caffeine as a cup of coffee. So for, for the listeners, I'm, I'm looking at a little, a little sealed packet here. So it's not, it's not quite like the Listerine little distribution right. packs, but it's a, it's a little sealed tear open pack or a, a peel open pack here. Um, it says a hundred milligrams of caffeine on it. So not crazy, not like drinking right. a monster. It's just slightly more than a Jocko go. Right. Um, and there isn't any sugar in it. So, and it's got a, so the way, what, what happens is it gets into your system through your mouth. And so it doesn't break down as much. And it's all, like I said, it's almost immediate. So you put it on your tongue and you just let it dissolve. So it's got a little bit of a minty. All right. Yeah. Um, minty, a little thicker than like a, a Listerine strip. Yeah. Forgive my uh, speech, immediate speech impediment. <laughs> um, it's almost, it's, it's almost got like a, it's not chewy like that, but it's almost the, the thickness. It's kind of almost like a, a fruit roll up. Yeah. 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 But yeah, one strip, 100 milligrams of caffeine, vitamin, two milligrams of B6, six micrograms of B12, and six milligrams of vitamin E. So, and it does, you know, it gives you the, the little kick without, without the crash. Yeah. So and it's, it's not like, um, it's not like over the top minty. It's not like eating an Altoid. Right, right, right. So, and it's, uh, <laughs> do not exceed two energy strips in three hours. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to nurse these Jocko goes. We're, du- we're doubling up. Yeah. So, so, no. uh, so there is, there, nobody's going to tell, nobody knows what's going to happen after this. I think that's one of the adventurous parts mm-hmm. of this, of this particular episode that you're throwing out there is that we don't know what's going to happen to us. I, um, <laughs> I, I jokingly, uh, my last episode was with, uh, my, uh, 
if, if men have best friends, he's my best friend. Um, uh, Dr. Scott Bland. And I was just, I was running on like next to no sleep over two days. And so I jokingly refer to that as uh, the first and possibly only ever inebriated episode. <laughs> just the, <laughs> the sleep deprivation, uh, you know, kind of mimicking that behavior. This might be our most energetic episode <laughs> uh, ever, despite normally being fueled by Jocko Go. So this so, is yeah, so this one's fueled by Jocko Go and Elite Ups Energy yeah. Strips. Now. So, so Ray, there you go. This is yeah. uh, an unsolicited and unexpected pitch for Ray's stuff. Yeah, so. listeners, if you want to check, it's EliteOpsEnergy.com. And this isn't, like, I'm not sponsored. There's no promo code. Just uh, go go check them out and see see what they're about. This is, um, this pack you gave me, it's 15, you know what these go for? This is 15 strips? I, you know what? I don't know. I, I subscribe. Yeah. So, and it's one of those things that I that I get one every month, and I forget how much I pay, to be honest. I'm going to have to go so, check it out. Well, part of what we love about Jocko Fuel, like everything, they, uh, you know, we're, we love Jocko Go, but we're Jocko Fuel ambassadors overall. Um, it's just how clean everything is. You can mm-hmm. trust all the ingredients and you know, um, you know, like, uh, the CPO Brian's been on the podcast before. And like, I, I know that any place that's manufacturing anything for them, he's been in their lab, he's been on their manufacturing floor. And so they really know what's going in everything. So in that spirit, our, our ingredients here are, are glycerin, uh, pollulin. That's a new one to me. Hypro, hypromellose, which I'm sure is probably, Kind of some of the consistency. Like kind of a gel thing, yeah. yeah, spearmint oil, water, castor oil, sucralose, uh, white flavor oil. Sounds a little racist. Nature, natural <laughs> flavor, menthol, and uh, a little bit of a blue dye. So I mean, there's just really there's nothing hiding it. There's not big enough to hide right, right. anything in there. So a, a little sweet, but not not off putting. I dig it, man. Thank you. Yeah. Elite Ops Energy Strips. Yeah. So save that for an afternoon where you're feeling a crash and you just need a little pick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So a sip of go to wash it down with. <laughs> Doubling up. And uh, it's kind of like following you. Yeah. So uh, with a beer. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned it. We just uh, just bumped into each other up in Jacksonville, despite living minutes apart from each other. <laughs> and uh, you had, of course, we've talked about uh, Sandlot Jacks this year uh, a couple times on the podcast. Now we recorded on the drive back, which was a lot of fun. Had Cadre DS. Uh, Dan Skidmore come on and break down the games. And then, of course, you guys were, were up with the Give team again, doing some uh, some O-Course fun up there and doing some of the workouts. And uh, it's such a cool event, right? Yeah, I it mean, was great. It was different this year for us because last year we had a we had a booth. Um, and um, and this year was a little it was a little crazy this year, just kind of the, the setup. Um, we've had some changes with the team just in terms of the of the of the members. Um you know, since we were last here, um, we've had two families move like far away. We've got one um, who, one family who is a wonderful group of kids. They moved up to Indiana and um, doing great up there. You know, I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. I miss them, but, you know, but that's, it's an awesome move for them. But that took about four or five kids because it's a big, oh, wow. big family. Yeah. And then there's another family. Um, Deshauna is the the daughter who uh, Thanksgiving weekend um, ended up going to the hospital um, and was airlifted to Shans up in up in Gainesville, and she's on the list to get a replacement, a heart replacement. She's uh, eleven, and um, and I tell you, I mean, just you know, blessed that she's she for sure, first of all survived that, yeah, but she's being called a miracle because yeah. it looks like they're going to end up moving home. Which, oh, is, wow. which is good. But she has four brothers who, 
who have been a part of the give team. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them a little younger, but yeah. but two of them who are who are just kind of t- t- tapping into the stuff that we do. This is yeah. the stuff we kind of going back to the team, right? The stuff that we do, it was always intended to be a varsity sport like experience. Right. Um, so to really kind of, you know, to test yourself and never designed to be for younger kids. Um, but you kind of get what you get. Yeah. And in terms of the kids who, who show and, and what, what I learned is after that first wave of guys who we coached came in, there were some of these younger guys that's, that liked what they saw. They wanted to be a part of it, mm-hmm. which requires tailoring the workouts and all that. Um, but, um, but anyway, so, so Deshauna's brothers, there are two of them who are, who are quite a bit younger, but are just doing great with the workouts. Yeah. Then the other two who I just try to find every way I can to, to test them, yeah. you know, without, you know, you know, defeating their entire right. desire to, 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 to keep going. Yeah. Um, because that's how, you know, that's, we talk about our mission is to build a strong community. And if we're going to build a strong community, we got to get stronger ourselves. Right. I've seen your, your social media around Deshauna and, Mm -hmm. uh, listeners, if you're not already following the give team, uh, on Instagram, uh, definitely a recommended follow from us here. And I I think we still link to you guys for support on our website. Mm -hmm. I think I put it up when you came on and it's, it's not coming down. Um, so you can find the give team out there, but to see this girl, I mean, she's like a smile with a body attached. Uh, She's amazing. Yeah. But you know what? I tell you what, and in, in here, I'm extending this invitation to you to come down um, three. Be, well, it might be kind of tough with your schedule, but sometime between three and five during a work day, during yeah. the day, and then, and then we can maybe adjust that during the summer, during the summer program. But um, but it's New Image Youth Center. Yeah, is the is where the kids really grow up. Where that I that that work with me. I'm on the board of directors at New Image Youth Center. Um, and, uh, and it's a, an after school and summer program based in the Paramore neighborhood of Orlando, which for those not familiar with Paramore, uh, was once named among America's most dangerous communities. Uh, it's going through a gentrification process and there's a lot that's happening with that. But when you go down to see the kids at new image, it's just, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. The energy. And I mean, it's, it's a part of it's like, well, yeah, okay. They're kids. And then when you get to hear the stories, when you really get to know these kids, it's just absolutely amazing to see how they deal with the dailiness of life, knowing that they're dealing with some pretty hard stuff. Yeah. Um, and Deshaun is one, right? I mean, so you, you know, yeah. you, you see, you see the energy that she brings to things and, and then the smile and the mm-hmm. happiness and it's just the way she's built. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it just breaks your heart to know that you know, she, she almost died. Yeah. Were there any indications of, of health issues with her before this? Or so just she kinda... has asthma. Um, yeah. and, um, um, and so what, and, and, and I might screw this up. So, uh, but, but the, the details as I understand them, it was Sunday after Thanksgiving and there was a, uh, we have a step dance team as part of new image and she's on that team and she, she wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, she didn't want to let her team down. So she went to go do the event and she showed up and she didn't, she just didn't look right. She looked yeah. like her face was a little swollen. And, um, and so, uh, there were a couple of people that said, Hey, yeah, you know, you should probably go to the doctor. She's like, Nope, Nope. I got to do this. So she did it. And right afterwards, her mom took her to the hospital and the doctor's like, yeah, we got to get her where she can get some help. And we've got a lot of great hospitals, yeah, well, yeah. Palmer children's hospital, and all that. But what she needed, yeah, some of the best, right, right. What she needed was in Gainesville. Gosh. So they airlifted her to Gainesville. She was up there by herself 
through, um, so that was after Thanksgiving. So that was through Christmas, after the new year. And then we were, New Image was able to arrange to get her family moved up there. This is a hard truth, right? If you need a new heart, you're on that list because you're in an environment that is sustainable, right? You're, you're, you're in a, you're in a strong environment. Yeah. And if you've got your family living in Paramore in, in what is it? 90 minutes away from Gainesville. Yeah. At least. I mean, you know, that's not, that's not, you know, and it just, you start going through that, that yeah. line of thinking in your mind, right? Well, okay. You know, how do we get her up on a list? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, so we, her whole, her family moved up there. Uh, her brothers are up there. Um, They've adapted well to Gainesville uh, with the possible exception of one who's just, who missed, you know, he's, he's 14, yeah. uh, 13, 14. It's tough. So it's, it's a tough time to move, man. Yeah. So he's, yeah. So uh, anyway, it's, it's a tough time is, to do that when it's not being driven right. by, you know, a seriously ill sibling. Yeah. 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 Um, so we did some, we, we went up there for, for some workouts when they were living here to yeah. go see Deshauna, um, which is some of the stuff you probably saw. And we've gone up to see them a couple times since. So in fact, we need to, need to go back up there but uh, but the good news is at some point they're going to move back to Orlando nice is there still uh some fundraising for her care that we can link yeah. in the show notes yeah we um I'll um new image the new image site yeah. has some of that stuff okay. um or has it has the link um, so I can share that with you All but right. uh because that's the thing the next thing is is funding to get them moved back home yeah so uh, well yeah we'll, we'll make sure that's in the, the show notes yeah yeah so but but that's you know you touched on it some there um, you know, the, the gift team was birthed out of new image youth center, which is, you know, this incredibly established, um, you know, outreach ministry, whatever you want to call it, depending on what your bent is in life down in this area in, in what I, what resonated so much with the gift team with me and which I, which I realized in getting to know you is just an extension of new image youth center is, um, to me, it's just so different from so much of what you see in here in that it's about, showing these kids what they can do, not reinforcing what they can't do. Right. There's no, there's no victim mentality down there. There's no, uh, you know, okay. Um, are some things going to be harder for you? Mm-hmm. Are some things in the system not for you? Mm-hmm. Does it matter? No, you matter. The determining factor is you. So let's equip you and let's show you what you can do. And rather they're doing that in the, you know, in the step team, if you're doing that, you know, toting around 30, 40 pounds while handing out sandwiches to people who are eat, somehow even less fortunate, mm-hmm. uh, which you guys do on the regular, or, you know, tutoring or learning computer skills. Like, it's all about equipping and empowering and teaching these kids what they're capable of what and what's in them, rather than focusing on what externally is against them. Right. Yeah, no, we, when we, in fact, just the workout that we had this morning, um, we have a, a few guys who are relatively new and uh, you know, we, I, I will ask regularly, why are we here? And my expected response is we're here to get strong. And I ask, how do you get strong? And so when I first asked that question, the, you know, usually the answers are lift weights or run or do this, like not the answer I'm looking for. You get strong by doing hard things. And, um, and so um, there, there are, we have two, we have 92 total give team rules, but the top two, the first one is, uh, based on uh, our name, which is, uh, no matter how little you have, you always have something to give. Um, so you get strong by giving up by getting. And so how can you turn that? Because what that does is that gets you out of your head and, and, and focused on somebody else mm-hmm. and how you can, how you can add value somewhere else. Uh, the second motto is, uh, life is a team sport draft accordingly. So 
um, you know, one of the guys who's, again, this was maybe his third workout. And one of the guys was struggling and was kind of, and he's younger, he's like 12. So he was being a little pouty about some of the stuff. Um, and, and this, this other kid's response was, oh, you know, oh, why did he even come out if he didn't want to do it? I'm like, no, no, no. You know, you need to treat him the way you would want to be treated if you were struggling, mm-hmm. right? So he's struggling with something that's easier for you. So go help him. Um, and it's, and it's trying to change the, you know, change the mindset to know that whenever you're struggling with something, whether it's in a workout or in life, if you can shift your attention to something that either fires you up, excites you, or look to some way that you can help somebody else, then that helps move you and gives you energy to, to go do the next thing. So we strength, right? So our definition of strength is different, right? Um, you know, some people say lift heavy weights or run far distances, right? Our definition of strength is being able to bring your best energy to the moments that matter most. And, and that requires a different level of thinking than, mm-hmm. than throwing weight on a bench and trying to lift it. Right. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that, that, that you know, and, and that's, that's new image. That's what Shantae Barton Stubbs who's the executive director and founder of new image. That's mm-hmm. what she's been all about from the beginning of new image youth center. Um, and we're just an extension of that and that stuff that I picked up on the fields of football and yeah. all that stuff that I grew up with as a kid and, um, and in a far more fortunate environment than the kids that grew that I'm, that I'm coaching. Yeah. Now, last time you were on, uh, you, the, the whole organization was in the midst of losing some of the space downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and which feeds into it's the, the whole gentrification thing is always, you know, it's a two headed beast to me always, because it's like, you want to see improvement in these areas. Like you want better, safer living conditions for the people who are in these areas and have been in them forever, but then better, safer living conditions bring higher prices. It brings people wanting into the area It you know, and that there's all these ancillary effects, right? All these second order order things where, um, you know, it's just hard to anticipate what's coming and that, that hit new image youth center mm-hmm. and that some of that space that, you guys were renting, we're using, it just becomes more valuable. Other businesses want in, other, you know, um, and so yeah, it's what, hot properties. Yeah. Not, it's not going to, you know, the, you know, it's, it's not hopefully not going to be a spot where there are gunshots, where there's yeah. 30 shell casings right in front of the center, which is something that happened a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the, so, and I think a lot about this, right. And, and, and right now, this is the other thing. So right now we're in a spot where economically, um, it's tough. And, and is it 2008, 2009? No, but you know, is it middle of COVID? No. Uh, but I can tell you, we're seeing a lot more homeless people. We're seeing a lot more mm-hmm. tents on the streets. Um, and, and yes, yeah, so, th- and, and, and so then, and then you see the, the price of housing go up in Paramore and a lot of people moving out to, to Pine Hills. Right. So, mm-hmm. cause, so you, where do they go and how do you fix that? Right. Yeah. And that's not a five second conversation no. and that's, that's something that, that requires deep thinking yeah. that just, and I'm, you know, that's happening in spots, but yeah. it's not, you know. It well, just, and it, it's the stuff that doesn't, doesn't get as much uh, attention and it's stuff that's politically charged, which is unfortunate because it makes it impossible to have a rational conversation about things. But when we talk about times where, um, you know, those of us that have lived through a few recessions, big and small, we all know, you and I know we're in a recession right now. Yep. We, you, 
I don't care what how they want to shift the metrics. We're in a recession. We haven't seen inflation like this in our lifetime. Um, now we've seen, you know, interest rates have been crazier just before you and I came along. Um, you know, we haven't seen gas lines yet, but you know, you go to, I feel the pinch going to the grocery Mm -hmm. store. Um, and so you take that and extrapolate that down to being paycheck to paycheck. And now maybe you've been, been getting by, but your rent's gone up. Or maybe if you were lucky enough to own your, the tax bill comes and the tax rates up because your property's worth more. Um, property tax pisses me off so much because you never, you never own your property. Yeah. If the government can always take it away, unless you pay them, unless if they can show up with guns, unless you cut them a check, you never really own what you own infuriates me. Uh, but like, it's just so much more impactful at the, the lower end of the socioeconomic scale, but it doesn't get the coverage that it does. Right. So it's like, you'll hear, you know, interesting stories about the price of eggs but, okay, the secondary effect is eggs are in everything, and even the cheap food that people are buying isn't as cheap anymore. And if you want to be a little bit healthier, that's even more expensive. And, yeah, it's, it doesn't take much to tip those scales between, right. you know, having a roof over your head and not. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, and um, so my, my day job, um, I am a consultant. That's a new thing since the last time we were together. So I work for a consulting firm, um, but in the same line of is working with banks and credit mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things that that the the economic metrics are showing that the the number of defaults are going up, mm-hmm. that that the savings rates going down, the number of the amount of debt is going up, and it's a natural impact because you got if you got if you need the you, know, you need to pay to live, it's yeah. going to happen. Which it is extra infuriating because if you could get your hands on a little bit of money to sock away right now. It's getting a little bit easier to earn on it. Yeah. Like you yeah. Can, we were uh, we were sitting in a local uh, bank branch the other day and, you know, seeing different offerings on, you know, uh, CDs and treasuries. Everything's up, you know, 4% or a little bit higher right now. And it's been, I felt like the norm growing up for me was that you'd, you'd earn okay on just a regular savings account. Right. You haven't been able to earn on a savings account yeah. in two decades. So you see that kind of coming back, but nobody's got the money to stick it in the savings or not enough have the money to stick it in the savings because they're getting that's available there now. But anything they would have put in there, they're spending at the grocery store and they're spending at the pump and they're paying their property tax and their rent has gone up. And yeah, so the trickle down effect of that. Right. So if if you look at, you know, uh, you know, part of the, the, the so what question, the answer to that off of that is, you know, I look at how can we all help still. Right. Cause we're all feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt it this morning. I think it cost 150 bucks to take the guys out to breakfast after we worked out. That's part of the thing, right? If I break you down, I want to build you up. So if we're going to go do a workout, let me go feed you. Cause I don't mm-hmm. know what you have at home. Um, and so we use that as a lesson for nutrition. If I'm paying, I'm, I'm if I'm buying, I'm ordering. Um, and, um, and that's, that, that that's just, it, it's, um, the, the, the waterfall effect of that is that if you're having a tough time making ends meet, then, you know, there isn't enough money to donate. So what we're seeing at the individual level, right? I don't know. I mean, the last time that we had a considerable donation spurt was Jala Shaw, which we mm-hmm. can talk about her too. Um, when she went to go break the world record for rucking, um, she did a, a fundraiser for us and raised uh, three and a half thousand dollars, right? Which is great. That's for the give team, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
And since then, it just, you know, just haven't had it. And that impacts what we can do. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I, you know, if you know, I end up funding a lot of it, um, but it's nice if, you know, we can find another way to, to make that happen. Mm -hmm. But the other, the, the other thing is it doesn't have to be money too, right? That, that, that to go and, you know, engage in the community is, is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, it, it can be challenging because it can be somewhat overwhelming when you see the level of, of challenges that, 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 that people that live just miles from where you are, are dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think it helps, helps feel, helps you feel a little bit better about, okay, you know, I might have a tough time right now, but, you know, I have a healthy heart. I'm not yeah. sitting in the hospital at, at, up in at Gainesville. Um, or my daughter isn't sitting in a hospital up in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're able to, to kind of make things work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, man, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a, it's a tough time. Um, you know, I, as, as much as I, I'm optimistic, I, you know, I think that, that it's, you know, kind of feeding off of a lot of the people that we listen to and we, we hang with, Yeah. you know, there's no better time than right now mm -hmm. in so many ways. Um, not without challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a little bit of a tangent and not something we hit on, on the, you know, economics. It's not something we do a lot. I, we cover a lot of stuff on the Solid 7 podcast. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day. You know, I did that tagline forever. It's not a show about nothing, but it's not a show about any one thing. And I've, I've kind of tweaked my saying a little bit here lately. It's not a show about nothing. It's a show about everything. But we don't, I don't do economics a ton other than I, I rant and rail against uh, inflation because it's totally avoidable, totally unnecessary, um, and just infuriating. Uh, and we just don't get taught about it. Even now, you know, our so-called leaders in Washington don't understand it or what causes it. Um, and, uh, but so since I've got you sitting here, uh, and it's rare for me to have somebody who's, who's in this regional banking world, um, what, what's your take on what we've seen going on with the, the regional banks? Yeah, I, I think, um, what we've, what we've saw with, uh, Silicon Valley bank was an anomaly. Um, there are these niche banks that have, um, they, they've kind of gone, a couple of them kind of went rogue on how they were doing things, uh, and they paid the price for it. Yeah. Or did they really, right? I mean, cause if you look at it, they got bailed out. Um, now the after effect well, of that. They got, they got bailed out if they were a U.S. depositor. Right. Right. If you were a foreign depositor, you weren't, which communicates you don't want to do business in America, yeah. which yeah. is bad. It sounds bad <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. what you yeah. want out there, but yeah. I, I yeah. digress. Yeah. So, um, but, the, but it didn't completely fall apart, right? Mm -hmm. um, the backlash from that has been very unfortunate. I think there's some good, you know opportunities out there, but, uh, but some of these other larger regional banks just kind of got hit in the aftermath of that, uh, with stock prices taking a big hit. Um, and you know, but, but whenever you've got, you know, a niche, you got risks and, and, you know, I think there's the, 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 the I think there's a, a concern, a concern I have around commercial real estate and where things are now post COVID with, mm -hmm. you know, with what that's all about. Um, the good part about what happened out of the last recession was a lot of these banks have a lot of, a lot greater quality stress testing in their models. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've got a little bit better 
backstop against you know things bad things happening. Uh, but this whole run on run on deposits, I mean, I just that's just a, a group psychology thing yeah. of people getting scared and taking yes. the money out. And, well, that's such a microcosm of the market at large, right? In that so much of economics is just emotionally driven. Yeah. And if we feel like things are good, they're good. And if they feel like they're bad, they're bad. And every once in a while, you you see something move because actually because of the way a company has performed in either direction. But normally it's just, uh, ah, things feel kind of down, so they're down. Things yeah. feel kind of up, so they're up. And I do think right, left, center, or otherwise, so it's so ridiculous to me how much of it gets laid at the feet of the presidency, regardless of who's yeah, in office. Yeah, it's like, manage the, yeah. like, read your constitution, um, the economy, not in the president's job description. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and really, it's, it's kind of a lose-lose because there's very little that, that anybody in Washington can do to make things good economically, and a lot they can do bad. But they can profit from it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, all these, um, these sites and accounts now that will just track the investment portfolios of federal officials for you. And it's like, forget, I mean, forget Jim Cramer, which there's you know plenty of jokes about just doing the opposite of what Jim Cramer says being a great investment strategy too. But I mean, just uh, I'll give you right and left examples. Everybody hears about Nancy Pelosi. You know whose portfolio has like way outperformed the market? Um, Dan Crenshaw's. Yeah. I mean, it's everybody. You you should not if you have investments when you go into any civic office. I don't care what level. It should have to go into a blind trust. You should not be able to manage that money yourself at all. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, that 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 needs to be a mission oriented role. Yeah, um, and it's not. I mean, it's just not. Oh well, I mean, who needs to pass the bill to do it? The people who are profiting from it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, 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 man. It's it, it, that. That's. I think that goes to the heart of what you know where we have issues. It's, yeah, you know, and again, ignoring the which side of the aisle it's across the board. Yeah. So I, I do fear that we're, um, we're making similar mistakes to 08 in that a, a lot of what was driven in 08 was a lot of people ended up with loans. They had no business having, um, and it was loans. Banks were pressured, yeah. banks were pressured yeah. into giving. And it wasn't just that, you know, that, that lower income where if, if you want to give all credit, if you want to, if you want to give the best of intentions, it was to help people who normally couldn't get loans get loans, to live that American dream and buy the house. And I get the good intention, but the problem was they couldn't actually afford the loan. But right. then even, you know, you climb up the socioeconomic scale and there were still people overextending to buy houses because they were buying the, getting those freaking balloon mortgages. And yeah, you can afford those first couple of years payment, but when you can't offload that house in a few years before the interest rate grows up, you're screwed because you don't have the money to make the payments three years in when they balloon. And we're seeing similar pressure on loans now. And uh, again, I don't want to drag you into a bunch of politics and I don't do a ton of politics yeah, on no, here. This is a, this is not as, as much possible. I, I think, I think, yeah, that there, well, I guess it kind of gets into politics yeah. because of um, some of the guardrails. So, so banking as a, as an industry is, is, should be, very boring. Yes. And if you, if you think, if you assume, you know, 15 ish board members for a, a financial institution, 
and there are like 4,700 financial institutions, you know, that's a lot of people that need to be very well qualified yeah. that might not have the patience. There are a lot of family owned banks. So this is the thing I've worked on with community banks, credit unions and regional banks. And that, that is the lifeblood of the entrepreneurial American economy. It's yeah. a uniquely American thing. It doesn't exist in other countries. Yeah. Um, and it's the small business of finance, right? It, it, it's how, yeah. well, it, it's a wonderful life. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then that's, so that's old SNLs, which don't exist anymore. Yeah. Right. It's kind of credit unions have taken that their role. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, and, and it's, it's how you enable the individual, um, but also the, the entrepreneurs to go do what they want to do because those entrepreneurs, that was the sad thing about Silicon Valley bank. They don't go so much to chase and to B of A and to, you know, Wells, they, they go to, to Axiom here in Maitland, yeah. or they go to Fairwinds credit union, you know, not so much the business is the Fairwinds, although they do some, um, but they'll, they're about the relationship. And, um, and that's, that's, what's disappointing to when you see something like what's happened happen. Yeah. And then you get people that get greedy that want to, that, that see an opportunity um, and then you get this whole, I mean, yeah, I, we talked earlier about Michael Lewis and, the, and mm -hmm. so one of my, you know, the, the big short, he wrote the book, the big short, which the movie was based on, um, which is a fascinating book and movie about yeah. that whole thing. Um, his first book was liar's poker about, which was, which was right out of college. He was an art history major at Princeton and he gets a job on wall street. And the whole premise of the book is I have no, 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 there's no reason for me to be in a job in wall street, getting paid the money I'm getting paid yeah. doing stupid things <laughs> and the culture. And, and it's a funny book, yeah. right? He's, he's got a way of writing that just, you know, um, but, um, but I mean, that's, that hasn't gone away. Yeah. And it's so, so the, the, the recession, the financial crisis that happened not long ago, there was a rollback of some regulation. You're not going to hear me talk about regulations being a good thing a lot, but, but in one instance it, it was, and it, and it had, they not be, been rolled back. There's a good argument that the Silicon Valley bank issue would not have been an issue. Yeah. There would have been enough oversight, but that's the yeah. other side of it is I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. You know, you get regulators and a lot of times, you know, what do they know? Right? Yeah. Some dude who, you know, well, and that's the adult conversation here, right? Though, like, somebody wants you to take either this side or this side. Like, let's, if, you know, if you're, hey, let's roll back some of the regulation. Like, let's be a free market. Let's, let's be capitalist, not corporatist, right? Okay, so everybody over here who's on the no capitalism, banks, making money, all that stuff's evil. We need more regulation because, look, they're going to screw you. Look at these things they've done. Like, if you say anything in between one side or the other or both is ticked at you, but the adult, the intelligent adult conversation is in the middle, right? right? Where it's like, it was, is there appropriate regulation who may have prevented that may have prevented this with SVB? Sure. But then also do you see, like, think about like, look at the level of expertise of these people in Washington. Some of them, they've, they've never made payroll. Some of them have never had a job outside of their elected office and they've been there for decades. Um, plug your own name in there, right or left. Cause both sides have them. Um, and, so, and they're going to decide how the economy is supposed to work. I'm like, I just want them to sit down and watch a Tuttle Twins cartoon before they pass some of these bills. <laughs> um, but so you look at things like Dodd-Frank, right, which was this massive governmental overreach and put in place things like, now I say I don't talk economics on here. I'm not an economist. I'm not even a congresswoman from New York, so I'm not going to pretend to be. But I've, <laughs> I, 
I'm a thinker, right? And so Dodd-Frank had this mark-to-market component to it where each day these banks and these businesses had to report the portfolio value of certain assets on a daily basis. So they were holding these mortgages, these mortgages that represented real property, real real, uh, infrastructure, buildings, whatever it is, that they had to report at a zero value market-wise. But obviously, like we're not making any more land. You listen to anybody who's really, really wealthy. They own property. So it's the only thing we're not getting any more of. They own buildings. So it's like there obviously was absolutely inherent value there. But you've got mark to market saying you've got to report this as a zero value asset. Stuff like that is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 No, it's uh, um, the, the, the financial services space is one of the most highly regulated areas. Yeah. Um, and, and you get into so there are two elements of this, right? One is the, and you hit on the second one. First one was the regulations themselves, which you could have some very well-thinking, very intelligent people that might sit down and make a decision on either a law or a regulation. But then you got the human beings. You got to train. You got to sustain to to be the ones to watch over this. Yeah, I mentioned I, I mentioned Michael Lewis earlier. I'm going to keep coming back to him because I'm going down this rat hole. No, thing. if we say it enough, maybe he'll come on the podcast. So I'm <laughs> I'm here for it. Let's. Uh... He would be a great guest. Um. So yeah, he so. He's got a, he has a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which we were uh, mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, he, uh, called, uh, breaking the rules and it's, and it's, it's about kind of what we're talking about. And then the first season was about judges. Um, and so he talks about referees, he talks and he talks about how things have changed, right? How referees, you know, get a lot of pressure put on them. Um, but, and, and other kinds of judges, right? So he goes through that, that season about ju- judging. Um, and I'm going to screw up the, the sequence of this, but I think the second one was about um, coaches and, um, and a lot of really good stuff in there about coaching, which I took a lot away from for what I do mm-hmm. with the give team. Um, and, then, and then the, the third uh, season was about experts, right? And about how we have diminished the, the, the impact of true experts in certain things, right? And, and, you know, how do you find somebody who can, who, who really is an expert who mm-hmm. should be given deference to certain things. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, so anyway, he, he talks a lot about this kind of stuff where this is just an, a, it's a, it's a part of our society and our culture. And we are in a spot right now where it seems like everybody's being criticized by everybody. Um, and uh, and it's put us in a tough spot in some yeah. instances. Well, and in so many industries, you know, you can find arguably legitimate credentialed experts, right? Medical, economic, education, who are 180 degrees opposed to each other. You know, particularly in economics, right? Like, dig into whether or not it's healthy to continue to run a debt as a nation versus versus not. You'll find experts. You'll find. Nobel Prize winners on both sides. Good luck finding consensus on nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Impossible. Um, you know, look at the look at the pandemic. I mean, actual, you know, MDs, med school professors diametrically unposed on what treatments are and aren't effective. Are well, that, masks effective was, or no? I mean You hit on two things. Those are the pandemic. I mean, I think you got you got this group think that took over 
where there was not any kind of alternative conversation allowed, uh, which is, you know, awful. Mm -hmm. But then you've got the other thing. You mentioned nutrition. They completely ignored that element of it. Um, And, you know, the reality is unhealthy people are going to likely die from COVID before healthy people. Surprise. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that people were like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's just, it's not a message that's welcome in these days of, um, you know, body positivity and my truth and your truth and, and everything else where it's, again, it's one of these places where no middle ground has been left where, um, listen, I'm, we're sitting across from each other right now. I'm no physical specimen. Uh, right. Um, nobody's going to look at me and go, that dude, he's an athlete. It's not happening. Right. Um, so I can hold two truths in my head, two ideas in my head at the same time. It's a great sign of maturity. Um, my worth and value as a human being is not tied up in, or at least should not be tied up in my physical appearance or even my overall health. Um, I could be stronger than I am right now without a whole lot of work. I could be metabolically more healthy than I am right now with a whole lot of work. Does that diminish my value as a human being? Absolutely not. Is it also true to say, as I sit right now, the, the weight that I have, diet, that they're not the healthiest possible state of being for me? Yeah, that's absolutely true. But we can't say that anymore. Yeah. yeah. I have to sit here and say, Lizzo is a stone cold 10. And if I say anything other than that, like if I say, hey, she's incredibly talented, she might be lovely as a human being, but she'd be healthier if she dropped some weight. Can't do it. So one of my favorite comedians is Bill Burr. And I freaking love Bill Burr. He's like, she's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> she's so brave for, po- you know, I don't know if it was Lizzo or somebody else who was plus size that posed on a yeah. magazine. But, uh, well, no, I, so let's bring that back, right, to, to give team stuff, which is this nutrition stuff. Um, we talk about building strength as being the, uh, the ability to, um, to bring your best energy to the moments that matter most. And, and there are a couple things that are, that are sci- you know, scientifically driven for us to be able to do that. And, and we talk about the, you know, your energy is really in four levels. It's at the base of the pyramid is physical, right? And, and that's the thing that's going to speak to, um, to the kids I coach most and, and to most of us really, but it's the physical. And then above that, you've got, you know, uh, emotional, mental, and spiritual, right? So, so that's the pyramid. And if you can align on those and spiritual doesn't have to be religious, but it can be, but it's really, you know, what do you stand for? Mm-hmm. What are you living for? Excuse me. So you start physical. And so we, I, we hone in hard on the physical and physical and that, that metric, by the way, is Jim Lair and Jack Grapple, um, who coined the term, the corporate athlete back about 20 some years ago. Um, I attended the corporate athlete, uh, program that they have here in Lake Nona oh, cool. back about 10 years ago. Um, they are sports psychologists who focused on first tennis, um, pro tennis players, but then branched out to other athletes mm-hmm. and then branched out to others in high intense professions like special forces and other military and, and then emergency room physicians. And then they said, well, let's talk about executives. Um, the concept was that athletes spend 90% of their time preparing and 10% performing. And with executives, it's flipped Mm -hmm. and there's something wrong. Yeah. So, 
Um, so that's where the pyramid comes from, right? So, so let's, ta- let's talk about physical. And so what, what we've pulled from the Give team is that there are four areas that we focus on. If we're going to bring our best energy to the moments that matter most, and we're going to start with the physical, we need to make sure we have these four things dialed in. One is sleep, top of the list. Got to make sure that we're, we're getting the right sleep. You guys don't listen to me. You know, and then some of that might be out of their control because they're sleeping on the floor because they're, you know, they got five kids in two bedrooms and somebody's not in a bed, whatever, right? So, but I at least need to help inform them this is important. The second thing on the list um, is the second most important, which is nutrition, right? Eating the right food at the right time. Again, something that kids growing up in a poverty-stricken environment might not have much control over. But let's train that, right? Which is if, you know, again, if I'm paying... I'm going to choose what you eat so I can help train you on what, what's a protein, what's a carb, what's a fat, and why it matters. Um, and then the third thing is movement, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's us going out and doing what we did today, right? We did the Give Team 15, which is our 15-minute um, high-intensity thing that mm-hmm. we're going to uh, – remind me to talk about June because that's Don't you guys – don't you very insultingly refer to that as a warm-up? Because the <laughs> Give Team 15 darn near kills me. Now, I'll say – and and – I will bring a doctor's note when I come to a Give Team workout. <laughs> I am medically allergic to burpees. Um, it's just science. It's a fact. And you cannot question the science. Uh, but the Give Team 15, it's no joke. It, it ends with burpees. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that's why everybody loves as, burpees. As will my life. Yeah. Yeah. The Give Team 15 and my life will both end with burpees. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we got sleep, nutrition, movement, and the last thing's breath work. Right. And so the breath works a little tough to get the younger guys dialed in, but, but, but the program's designed for what I call the, and I don't call it, it's Dr. Jim West here in Orlando is the one who I borrowed this from, but he calls the ages between 15 and 25, the magic decade. And the reason is that those 10 years shape the trajectory of your life more than any other comparable 10 year period of your life. Think about the memories you hold the most secure in your brain. They likely happened in those, in that time period. Mm-hmm. I can tell you almost where I was, you know, exactly in November of 1986 for me, that was in that time frame. I'm old. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but then you go to 32, 33, I can't tell you where I was. I have to think about that. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's why this is to me. And I think scientifically so important to, to reach kids, especially in an environment like Paramore to make sure that, that that energy that we talked about that happens at new image, that we maintain that energy and that that light doesn't go out Yeah. because like you said, one of the things that we've done is we go around, we feed the people who are on the streets and there is something that happens between high school and adulthood where that light goes out in a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and, and everybody's got different scenarios. Everybody's got different challenges, but some fold to it and some rise to it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I, 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 you know, that the nutrition thing, you know, it's, it's a, it's all, you know, it's, it's all very, very simple. It's yeah. just not easy. And, and especially, so your your situation, right? You're a dad, you've got young kids, you've got a, you've got a job right now. You're, you know, where we are, where, where we're filming this right now, or where we're taping this right now is, or the timing wise, right? Is you're in the middle of graduation mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, all these yep. activities happening. Um, and, um, and so that's busy stuff. And then this, right? The podcast, yeah. that's a lot of stuff, right? Um, and the first priority is your family. So you're going to, you're going to prioritize that over anything. Yeah. Um, and it's tough. I mean, I know cause I'm, my kids are now, you know, my youngest is a, just finished her freshman year in college. So now heavy sigh, I can now 
focus on more of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I flashback. I reference, uh, uh, there's some go-to shows here for the Solid Seven Podcast that we use to make sense of life. Of course, The Office, uh, Parks and Rec, almost the same <laughs> show, but not really. Scrubs is a go-to, but I've always been a big fan of the show West Wing. And there's an episode of West Wing where two of the main characters, uh, who are my spirit animals, Toby and Josh, they're, they're in a bar. Um, and they're, they're sitting down talking to this guy who has no idea that they are direct advisors to the president. They work for the white house. And this guy just happens to be traveling on a college tour with his daughter, um, and some pricey college. I can't remember what he said. Um, and he's, um, he's mentioning, you know, how, how tough it is. He's like, you know, I never thought, you know, I've always had a decent job, whatever. I never thought it'd, it'd be this tough. And so he's talking, you know, the takeaway for the show is that wouldn't it be great if it was just a little a little bit easier and that's the the political bent for mm -hmm. the show is how do we you know how about a little bit with this tuition but i always liked the line that that the dad says there to him of um you know i like that it's tough it should be tough like that's you know that's that's man stuff that's dad stuff there's honor in that and then he goes on to i just wouldn't mind if it was a little bit easier and that's where he loses me but like sometimes i think we lament things being tough when we should relish in them being tough and I tell you that the, the biggest challenge is as a parent. And, I, and I'll, I'll, since we've last met, uh, my daughter went to college. Um, I hit the, uh, the smart girl lottery with my daughter. Um, she is going to Vassar uh, and has a, almost a full scholarship. Nice. So, yeah, so that's super cool. And so she went up there and she wanted to get as far away from Florida as possible when she was a senior in high school. So she did. And uh, she arrives in Poughkeepsie, New York, um, not the center of the universe, uh, and almost immediately wanted to come home. Yeah. So, um, so I would go up and I went up five times and, uh, and I would pull out, I mean, unintentionally give team stuff, right? It's just kind of, you know, it's cause it's embedded in me. And it's like, you know what? This is meant to be hard. Right. And, and so, and, and she had it, she had it, she wanted to. She might agree to this now, but she definitely wouldn't. Then. Um, she had it pretty good, right? She, I mean, her roommate, who's a sweetheart, she, yeah. they were super close, right? So there's no, you know, because I've heard, I've heard horror stories. Horror yeah, stories, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're really good friends. Then she had two other girls who were both from, and she's from Hawaii. Her roommate's from Hawaii. Her two other really good friends are from California. And of course, my daughter being from Florida, they all had this cold weather stuff, cold weather sucks stuff right, you know, in right. common. Um, and, you know, the food and the this and the that. Uh, and, and she wanted to transfer back home. And I told her, I said, no, 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 no. This is what's going to happen. So we're going to do the waterfall here. The first thing you do, once you get to a spot where you have a tough time, you need to rely on the tools that we talk about, right? And so it's all a lot of stuff that we've talked about for a long time, breath work and, and moving and getting outside mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And getting water, right? Getting get hydrated. That doesn't work. Then talk to your friends. If you can't talk to your friends about it or that doesn't work, then you call me. Don't text me. Call me because this is a conversation. I can't tell how real this is if you're joking. Um, so let's talk. Um, and then the next thing is, if that doesn't work, I fly up. And I did that five times first semester. Um, and then, and that's that, and then, and this was like the third time I was up there. I said, this, this has worked so far. So yeah. let's keep up with this. And I said, the next thing is, if that doesn't work, then come home for a weekend. And then if that doesn't work, then we can take a sabbatical. We can have you pulled out for a medical reason. She's like, how does that work? So I explained it. And, and I told her, I said, this, this is, you know, 
I want to make everything better for you, but that's not how this plays. You, you have to figure this out. Every challenge and every problem you're having here would be times 10 if you transfer, right? I mean, if you go to UF, you're, in a, you're, you're a small fish in a big pond. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in Vassar, it's a much smaller school. She can kind of, and, and to her credit, I am, could not, not be prouder. You know, her, she's kept her straight A streak alive since the last day, the last B was in third grade. Um, and she's got a fellowship at Penn this summer. Nice. So, anyway, the whole point is just, you know, like the Winston Churchill quote, right? If you're going through hell, just keep just going. Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so. But it is, it's such a, you know, minor three and five. Um, I, I, I've spent a few years having two preschoolers. I no longer have two preschoolers. You know, I've got a kindergartner, yeah. um, which is just weird. But like that impulse to smooth the road. Yeah. Michael Leach just has the snowplow yeah. parenting, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. um, you know, I didn't grow up in church, but I've been in church for a long, long time now, you know, since I, some, you know, on off as a kid, it just wasn't ever the family thing. So with friends, stuff like that. But then, you know, since like 97 on, um, I, I've been in church. And so when you're in church long enough, you hear some of the same illustrations, even from, from different speakers. There's just some good rock solid go-tos and one that you'll, you'll come across multiple times, which I think I've even shared on here before is this story of, um, you know, a kid's in a, a chrysalis, you know, or a cocoon for uh, a butterfly and seeing it start to open and seeing this butterfly struggling to get out. The kid's impulse is to help because it's so hard for that butterfly to get out of there. So the kid gets a little pair of scissors and just kind of just kind of snips the cocoon, just makes it a little bit easier. Um, and ultimately what happens is that butterfly does come out, but then its, its wings look underdeveloped and shriveled. And ultimately it, it falls to the ground and dies. And what the kid didn't realize is that the butterfly needed the struggle to, to push fluids, blood, whatever butterflies have, into their wings. Think of the strength that you yeah. build, right? It's the get, putting those reps yeah. in to get those wings strong. And you, you yeah. need it to to finalize the structure of those wings, the struggles necessary to thrive on the other side. Yeah. Uh, and the reason it's a go-to for so many, you know, pastors, preachers, whatever, is because it is a great illustration of how, like, you should relish in in the struggle. And, you know, there's always the Chinese proverb, too, of like, oh, you broke your leg. That's That's too bad. Well, it's too soon to tell. And then... They come looking for somebody to serve. It's too soon to tell, and you just don't know what that outcome of that thing that feels bad right now or hard right now, it's always hard when you're in it to see what the other side of it is, and it's just too soon to tell if it's, if it's bad or good. Yeah, I think the thing that, that today in our society, I don't know, it, it, it feels like um, we're missing the fact that everybody's struggling. Yeah. And, um, and it's not a contest to figure out whose struggle is harder than the other. Right. It's, I think just an acknowledgement that, that whoever you see that you're maybe biting back at, they're going through something. Um, one of the guys who, uh, he's 12 and super smart, like straight A's, but is having issues with, with behavior at school. Um, and he, you know, we, we, we talk about, Hey, you know, and he's, he struggles because he's, he's bigger than most of the kids. And so, and he's also more sensitive. So some of the kids tease him, he snap responds and then they're going to get hurt. Um, and so it's, 
this coaching to him to say, hey, just understand, you, you don't want to keep getting in trouble. Um, so just know that and know that you're going to snap respond when somebody comes at you and know that that person is going through something. And so respond, don't respond with a, with, with, you know, physically respond by expressing empathy or, or mm -hmm. saying, saying, Hey man, I'm sorry you're going through something. And let you know, if there's anything I can do to help and see how that works. Um, it's not yet. <laughs> so, cause it's, it, this is, it's again, it's putting in the reps. It's yeah. like, Hey, cause it, you know, I call it flushing the toilet. One, you know, sometimes you're just too far down the path and, and he's too far down the path before he realizes, Oh, I should have done this. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but that's it, man. It's, it's, and, 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 and it is, it is hardest when it, when it's your kids. Yeah. Um, cause you don't want to see them hurt. You don't want to see them in pain. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially, you know, your little girl, <laughs> you know, you want, you want to, you know, you want to, you know, unfortunately, I think one of them, one of these things in here is kissing won't make it better. I think is what I said. Yeah. Number 90 kissing won't make it better. Engaging and fighting, sweating and struggling is what makes it better. Let's give team rule 90. Yeah. So. Well, uh, you know, on, on daughters, um, Jason, oh, what's Jason's last name? Um, it'll come to me at some point, but served with Jocko and he's working with Echelon Front now. And uh, I think he was one of the uh, platoon leaders in uh, Task Unit Bruiser. Um, but he, he's got a couple of kids, but he, he's got this great thing that he's written out and he's shared it now and you can get it as posters. Like, you know, in reference to his daughter, like, I'm not raising a princess, I'm raising a warrior, yep. you know, and basically going down, you know, through his promises, you know, like as a father, basically to her. And it's, it's such a great take and such a great, great outlook. And yeah, no, that's strong. That's good. I mean, I know, I think, you know, there's a, there's a snap reaction as a father to a daughter, I think, to, to, to come save. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and as a, I mean, historically. Right. I mean, I, I mean, my grandmother who, you know, was an incredibly strong woman. I mean, she, she didn't want to sweat. That was just not what, but there were times when she needed to go sweat. Yeah. That's just the nature of what happened at the time. But, um, but yeah, man, it's, that's, that's, it, it's when you see them go through that, it's hard, but when you see them get through it, it is, yeah. it's, it's so rewarding to see how they grow out of it. Yeah. So. It's funny with daughters too, because not that I'm not protective of my son, but like one instance in particular really stands out. We were at Bush Gardens in Tampa, uh, and we were in the kids' play area, and they have this big, big, big moon bounce thing, right? And so my daughter, I mean, she's only three to begin with, and she's a small three, so she's a petite little thing. So she's out there, and I mean, she gets all kind of jostled and whatever, and that's that's life. Like you're gonna bounce around, deal with it. There's this big kid out there, and you know, bless his heart, this kid just you could like he just hadn't been parented. Like not well, not poorly, just not at all. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm watching him and I'm keeping an eye on her and our son's out there too. And there's one point where he jumps really close to her and she falls and he jumps again and he almost came right down on her head. Um, and guys, if you've never experienced this, I promise you somewhere in you is what you'll hear uh, military men refer to as command voice. And somebody almost coming down on your daughter's head will activate your command voice if you haven't ever found it. And when I tell you, like, all motion stopped in the entire kids' play place in Bush Gardens because I was going to stop that behavior right then. And I did. And, I mean, and my wife, I saw her eyes get big because she hadn't ever heard that. Um, but I'm just like, hey. And then I just looked at that kid sternly, like uh, his father should have done at some point and said, do not get near her again. 
And this kid had no idea what to do with it. And he's looking at his grandma who had him there. Um, shockingly, his parents weren't weren't there with him. So, and again, recognizing, like, I felt bad for the kid because right. I'm like, you don't have a me in your life. I, I know what I'm looking at you. I, I know it. And you need one. But at the same time, you're not going to get near my little my little girl again. Right. And uh, man, it it can trigger like like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, man, that's 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 it. And, it, I, you know, I think. I'm going to back to another Michael Lewis reference. So I think that if we were to drink every time I say Michael Lewis, we might have all four of these Jocko goes gone. But uh, um, <laughs> let's he, let's just do some more elite ops energy strips down some <laughs> and just see where it takes us. Just, so he wrote a book called Coach. It's a small read, short read. Um, it's like 98 pages, uh, and it's small pages, mm-hmm. but it's an, an ode to his high school baseball coach and basketball coach, um, who he he went to high school in. At the same high school that the Manning brothers, Peyton Manning oh, okay. and Archie, yeah, yeah. or um, uh, oh my God, I'm looking on. Anyway, the Manning brothers mm-hmm. went to went to high school there, <clears throat> and he graduated in I think it was late '70s, early '80s, um, and uh, and he remembers when his baseball coach first got there is when he was in eighth grade, and he saw and this is a former minor league baseball player, and also grew up in New Orleans, and so there were rumors that he in college got in a fight with Pete Maravich um, and his, and Pete Maravich's dad. And there's just these legendary stories of how much of a bad this guy was. Um, And he treated, and he was a hard, tough love coach Um, talks about, you know, when somebody didn't slide, how they would, you know, during a game, they went right back after they lost that game and slid until everybody's knees were bloody. Um, And, uh, and so there's that, that storyline. Um, with this parallel storyline about today, current as this was 10 years, 15 years ago, um, where he would, they were looking to name the gym after him while also parents were looking to get him fired because again, this is a private school, right? So, um, I think the line he had was that most of these kids thought they had a triple, but they were born on third base. Um, and, and that mentality and how, that has, and that, that this is also one of the one of the episodes in his podcast. But how that has kind of overlaid athletics, but society, mm-hmm. um, and and that you know we've got such an easy life now that, and our brain naturally wants us wants to take us to the easy thing, and that's led to this higher than acceptable rate of obesity, anxiety, suicide, depression. Uh, um, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, and that, that's, that's, you know, that, that in that, there's one other thing I wrote it down here, right? We've adopted this saying this year, but it, you know, um, in the podcast, he was interviewing some of the alumni, um, uh, that from the school who were talking about this coach and just putting him on a pedestal. Cause Hey man, this is the guy who made me a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have fathers. They all mean a lot to us. You know, most of us have fathers, right? But, um, but this is the guy who truly made me a man. Um, and one of the guys said, you know, I'll never, I always think of this saying that he always had, don't be good, be great. And so we started saying mm-hmm. as a give team, we do, we do, we do this. And then we did it during the rock yeah. where one of the guys would, I don't know where say, don't be good. And then everybody will back, be great. So, and that's it. Like the standard, right. Should yeah. be greatness. Or the standard should, the base level, the, the minimal expectations are to be good. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what is expected of everybody. Yeah. But but take it up a notch yeah. and go be great 
What does it mean to be great? And then figure that out. Right. Well, and like you heard this term popping up a few years ago, but particularly around, you know, kind of entitled rich kids of affluenza. But the reality is that the vast majority of first world society suffers from affluenza. Right. Right. And we hit on this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago uh, with my buddy, Jason Shorey, um, of like when you when you go in all these things that are these societal ills, all these things that we can't find common ground on that we're marching in the streets for and we're arguing about right now, you go to second, third world countries. They're not arguing about any of that. Nobody's talking about who's using what bathrooms, who's wearing what clothes. None of that's an argument because they're all figuring out how they're going to eat and stay alive. Right. And so it's like when your issues are truly existential, all this stupid little window dressing crap that we're arguing, you don't have time for that stuff right, right. now. It's, it's back to basics. And so we have the luxury of all being ticked off at each other right. about these things. Right. You know, we have... We have most of us, almost all of us have as a foundation of our existence here in this country, um, an immigrant story. And one of the most impressive things that I've experienced in what I've done with the give team and new image is seeing some of the immigrant families and the strength that those kids have. Cause think about this. A lot of them are from a lot of kids I have from Haiti. And, um, and those parents came from, and those guys, by the way, there's no, you know, corporal punishment. That's a thing, right? It's that's, you know, don't, don't ask questions about it. Cause that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and there are very strict rules as you know, um, and kind of back in the day, you know, when those lights come on, you better be home, uh, you know, outside, right? Street lights come on. Um, so, um, you've got these families, the parents who were in a situation that, that they didn't want to be in. Um, and so they're going to go to a place that they don't know where they're going, but they're going to just figure it out. Right. And, and make something of it. Right. And, and now the kids who I'm working with are, were either born here or brought here. Um, uh, not all of them, but, but, a, but a good number of those who started the team and to see the love. Uh, I mean, it, there's a stereotype or there's this, there's this impression of when you go to Paramore uh, of what you might find there, right? Single family homes, you know, yes, high poverty. Yes. All these other things. And yes, there's a lot of bad, you know, violence and, and crime and all that, but there are a lot of also very, very strong families full of love that are there. Um, and seeing the impact that that has on a lot of these kids to fight. And that's a, that's a, that's a, spiritual thing mm-hmm. that, that, and that's what we're talking about, right? We, yeah. we want to raise fighters that Jordan Peterson has some comment about you want it. You want to be a badass, right? Yeah. You just men should be monsters. That men should be monsters. Yeah. That's it. Right. And, and just control it. Just mm-hmm. no, you know, you, cause otherwise your kindness doesn't mean anything. Right. If you're right. not capable of anything else, your kindness doesn't mean anything. Uh, yeah. Cause you're not, you're not governing yeah. anything. Right. So, um, and, and, and so that's been the, the thing that's, that's been impressive to me. I, I'm going to, again, maybe say something a little different than what I just did. There is one exception to the uh, happy, joyful family life of, uh, of an immigrant family. One of the kids who I coach is graduating next week uh, from, uh, from high school. And um, his dad, it's, it's a, it is, his is a single family home with his dad. His mom's still in Haiti. And uh, his dad, a year ago, 
said, you're 18. I'm done supporting you. You, you know, you can live here, but you got to figure out how to pay for your own food. I didn't know this till school started because, because he had a job over the summer. So he was able to make money for food to pay for his food. <clears throat> so last fall I said, so how's school going? He said, I haven't been going. I'm like, why not? He said, well, you know, my dad cut me off and so I haven't been able to eat. So I haven't, and I'm like, oh, okay. And there's a lot of pride, right? So I, I said, okay. So, and he also wants to get jacked like mm-hmm. most, you know, 18 year old guys. Right. I said, I said, all right, we're going to get you jacked. Right. We're going to go to the store and I'm going to teach you about meal prep. And so I bought him meals and we prepped at home and we did this for about a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that passed and he was able to kind of get beyond that at home. Fast forward to, uh, it's about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, three weeks ago, yesterday, Friday. Right. Um, Thursday, he calls me up. It's like nine o'clock at night. He said, Hey, he said, I lost the key to my house. I'm like, all right. He said, well, my dad's been threatened to kick me out and now I lost my key and I don't want to leave because he locks the door. I can't get back in. All right. I'm trying to, I mean, I'm in like problem solving. Mode, yeah, right? yeah. How do you fix this? So I said, okay. I said, um, I've got a little sister in sixth grade. So your sister have a key? No. Okay. Um, so I said, let me think about this. I hung up and I called him back and I said, Hey, got a great idea. You graduated from high school. Um, what I'd like to do is Saturday, let's go to breakfast, me, you and your dad. And we'll talk about where you want to go. Cause you want to get out too. Let's, let's, let's draw this parallel, right? You yeah. want the same thing he does. Right. And so, and so let's talk about how we get you there, but you can't do it now. Cause you don't know place, you don't have the place to go. Right. And you got to lean on that. Um, and then after we get done with breakfast, I'll drop by Home Depot. We'll get a copy of a key made. <laughs> so, so like, okay, good idea. I said, so he checks. He's like, yeah, my dad's in. I'm like, cool. So I go to show up on Saturday and his dad wants to take separate cars. I'm like, <clears throat> all right. So we get to the, we get to breakfast and we're talking. And I said, uh, I said, you know, Mr. XYZ. I said, Hey, I, I just want to let you know, I'm really impressed. I've, I've always been fascinated with somebody who's left everything that they have to go to something they have no idea for something better. Yeah. Right. And, and to go make something of that. So I'm, I just want to let you know how impressed I am with that. And that, and that, and that, you know, your, your fine young son has, has embodied that and he's now wanting to own this stuff. And so this is what we're looking what we've been talking about. So I just want to make sure we're on the right page. And so his dad starts talking and he starts saying all this really cool dad like stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we get to the end of the conversation, make a short story long. And we get there and I said, uh, I said, so I just want to see graduation coming up. I, I'd like to be able to help however I can. And there's this, this Haitian father pride. No, 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 no. I got everything. I don't need anything. You know, fine. Just, you know, thank you. I said, okay. I said, so, and I also understand that he doesn't have a key to the house. Is there any way that I could, you know? And so he looked down to the table and he, the corners of his, mouth started to turn up. He started to kind of smile and realize that I kind of got him. And uh, I wasn't trying to play gotcha. I was trying to solve the problem. And he said, uh, yeah, I had a copy of the key made yesterday. I'm like, okay, all right, awesome. So I went to go pay for the meal and I came back and he had slid the key across the table. So anyway, that, that kind of thing, I mean, that kind of thing's happening too, right? Where parents have a difficult time parenting because of whatever challenges they Mm -hmm. have. Um, and, uh, and that's the thing that, you know, I, I hope to be able to provide to some of the guys is to, is to give them the, the strength to know that, that you're not alone. 
Because I don't know, because while there are fa- these families with all this love, there are some that have no love. Mm-hmm. And that's something I can't relate to as a, somebody who grew up. I mean, I, you know, I can, I can empathize with that. I can, I can try to put myself in those shoes and to know that, that that just puts that much more of a priority on needing to show the way. Cause yeah. if only, if the only path you see is what's in front of you, that's not a good thing. If you're in Paramore and you see what's happened to Jackson and Paramore, yeah. um, that's going to lead to early death or yeah. prison. So, you know, having been at the give team for, for a, a little while now, like as you've, have you've had team members, progressed out of that school stage onto college or mm-hmm. career kind of how have you seen you know what are some of the stories on that other side of of the give team that you're seeing now yeah so we've got um we have the challenges but i mean we've got uh jeff bassey who is one of the first members of the team um he he's gonna fall one class short of graduating from morehouse so he'll graduate in the fall uh, but he's got an internship in Memphis oh, wow. uh, this summer, so he's excited at uh, at AutoZone and their IT group. Oh, so, very cool! Yeah, so so he's he's doing great. Um, we got another uh, Chris Amberville, also one of the inaugural members of the team, who um, was young when he started. I think he was in the eighth grade when he started, but he was you could just tell, right? He had this he had this fire, mm-hmm. um, and when and we had to do some like last minute gymnastics to try to get him into where he wanted to go, North Carolina A&T up in Greensboro. Um, so got him in, got him up there. Um, Adam Taylor, another member of my advisory board, um, is a trainer at Hardcore Fitness uh, and a former college baseball coach. So he's got kind of the ins with, base, with the coaching thing mm-hmm. and how to navigate that. Um, he drove him up there. Uh, I was in the middle of trying to get my daughter to school too. But um, – um, so he just finished his freshman year, came home, um, and has a three nine grade point average. Wow! Uh, wants to be a, a lawyer. Uh, so we're working on some of the some of the financial things for his school to make that work, um, to make it right. Trying to do it with no debt. Yeah. But sometimes that's tough. Um, and then uh, Smith Smith has been um, one of the early team members. Graduated high school last year. And um, was on a path to join Orange County Fire. Still has that in the back of his head. Um, so he's taking classes at Valencia uh, and is also flirting with possibly enlisting. So he's looking at different ideas. Another thing that came up since we were last together is uh, I have a brother who has a company out in California um, refinishing highways. Uh, he's got this, I'll call it a side hustle, but it's kind of a thing that he has with these tanker trucks in California to go. Uh, work with work in fields and hose them down mm-hmm. um, to prevent fires. Um, so I've been talking to him about possibly having some of the, you know, a, a, one of one or two of our guys go out there and take, spend the summer um, to get some experience with that and come back. So we've got, I, I, ideally I'd like to see that happen, mm-hmm. right? Where we can have a, an outlet um, to, to send our guys far away, go, yeah. go experience something completely different than anything you've got here. There's a lot of really good money in it that could change lives to then, and then maybe come back or mm-hmm. maybe stay there. Right. If, if, you know, you, you find out that maybe you want to do, you know, a, um, uh, if you want to work with my brother on doing this, the, the stuff on the road, you can become a union member, do all yeah. this stuff. Right. Um, so we're, we're, we're toying with those ideas. Um, and, uh, yeah, for the, for the most part, we've got, 
we have more really, really good stories of guys who have gone on to do good things. We're, I'm finding that we're getting some of the new guys that are coming in are having more and more of these challenges. Yeah. Right. So that's been the, um, that's been one of the dynamics. It was, it, it was easier when I started. Yeah. Just emotionally easier. Um, uh, just because the, because of what I, how I, how we led this part of the conversation, which yeah. is, which is those families are strong. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've come to be really close. Like Chris's family, right. His parents, I love them. They're, they're, they're great. Um, uh, Paul Jaquette, uh, graduated from, uh, he's, he's graduated from high school. He's going to UCF right now. Uh, and his little sister's in the program now. Uh, and, um, you know, his, their parents, you know, love him to death. Um, she's a, she's a sophomore, going to be a junior in high school next year. Um, wants to go to LA, right? So, you know, uh, it's a tough beat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> California be a tough beat. Yeah. <laughs> so, but are you starting to get this dynamic as you have um, kind of more weight on that alumni side of the scale of them being able to then pour back in and really come in from a place of, of personal experience, right? And say, listen, if you can harden up and if you can get your crap together, the other side can look like this. It doesn't have to look like what you think it's going to look like. The other side can look like this. That, that goes to, to one of the primary points of not just the give team, but new image, right? Mm -hmm. Where again, you're going to go down the path you see. And so if we can show, not just show them, but take them on that path, Mm -hmm. right? Which is part of what we do. We we like to go places, right? Jacksonville is an easy stop. Atlanta is good. We've gone to New York and Vermont and all this. Um, but then to say, Hey, here's the path to college because, you know, if, if you don't have a parent that has gone to college, um, which almost none of our kids do, um, they don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's hard to do that. Right. Yeah. And that means taking tests and that mm-hmm. means not doing something on a Saturday with my friends when I have to go sit in a room and take, you know, so, um, and so those that have siblings that have gone on to college have that kind of pre-built. Um, then you've got somebody like Chris, who's got the three, nine that I was mm-hmm. talking about in North Carolina. T. I mean, he just knew he just, he's got it in him. He's like, yeah. I, I, this is going to happen, right? This will, the, the failure is not an option. Yeah. Now he's got four brothers and sisters that are, and he knows he wears that. Mm-hmm. So to your point, right. Um, that's part of the leadership element of what we do. Right. So this is, yeah, we got to work workouts and free breakfast, all that kind of stuff. That's fun. Uh, but it's really about goal setting and leadership skills. And that's a key part of those, right? That the, the giving, right? Yeah. You know, the, the, you, when you're going to give and then bring it back, you know, and, and, and know that you're, you're setting an example mm-hmm. to, to those who are there. That's, that's, if you think of concentric circles, right? That's at the, at the, well, the, in the middle of it's your family, but then right beyond that are those kids that you influence that are part of the center. Mm-hmm. And then, and this is the other part of me I'm talking about, but it's influencing everyone around the world who's following them on Instagram. We got people all around the world who follow what our guys do. Yeah. And when you're, you know, a high school kid, that's kind of cool. Kind of cool to go to Jacksonville and go to a sandlot and have people you never met say, oh, look, it's the give team. Yeah. Right. And now you're a part of something bigger than, you know, than when you started. Well, and doesn't Thanos follow you on Instagram? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Brolin. So, um, it's funny because we because we we go back and forth on Instagram and uh, the, 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 how that happened. I'm not 
I'm not a big, um, you know, I don't follow social trends and all that real well. Yeah, yeah. Um, to the great dismay of my daughter. Uh, but um, this was 2019, 18, 18, 19. Whenever Avengers, the 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 last Avengers yeah, yeah, movie yeah. came out, right? Um, uh, James Gearing is a member of our advisory board. Has uh, Behind the Shield podcast, mm -hmm. a former Orange County firefighter, and um, and he's he's done a lot to introduce us to people throughout Orange County. Um, and give us I didn't exposure. realize he was plugged in with you guys. Yeah. I got to uh, remind me when we're done. I want to talk to you more about him. Okay. Cuz I'd love to get him on yeah, the pod. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh so Brolin is connected with him because Brolin did um Only the Brave, I think is the movie mm -hmm. about the hot shots yeah. in uh in Arizona. And um and so he started following us and I I saw somebody had liked a post of ours that had the blue check and I'm like Josh Brolin I don't know that name. Who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I go, I look him up I'm going, Oh, all right. And, uh, and so, yeah. So now, so we've talked about it. during COVID, he was living in Atlanta because that's where his, his wife's from. Mm -hmm. So we, we talked about bringing the team up there and it just never happened. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he's also talked about running a race with us, which I, I was gonna say, it's, sweet. it's always fun to put somebody like that at the very least under a rock. And it's Dude, crazy how many people that keeps like, he is such a solid human. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we have so much, uh, we never met, but we have so much in common, whether it's, you know, down the path of appreciation of literature or, you know, other things that, you know, we just kind of find these threads, but, but the big thing is this, this empath element of our personalities mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and wanting to, 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 to get other people better, right. Wanting yeah. to trying to, and trying to use what we, what we have to help other people. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's, you know, we, we talked earlier off, off mic about, um, social media trends. I, mm -hmm. I mentioned our stuff I, and we've kind of seen it flatline. So it's just a metric, something I, I pay attention to. I don't, yeah. I don't work for it. Uh, I just see it. And, uh, and when he would repost, you know, he would repost our stuff. We'd get like a spike, yeah. And, you know, uh, which was, you know, it's cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I, I don't. It's fun. I mean, regular listeners will know how down I am on social media, just yeah. both as a thing, and my own ability to promote the podcast. So I'm the worst. I don't think I even <laughs> posted about the last two episodes. Scott, Jason, I'm sorry. I love you guys. I'm proud of the episodes. They're a great listen. Go listen to them. I don't think I posted about either one. <laughs> it was, it's just been silly season at, you know, at, at the day job and it, it just didn't happen. Fell off the list of priorities. Um, yeah. and, and so, but it is funny to see, you know, when something does hit that little bit, you know, if you actually do uh, like a reel or, you know, like doing the, epi dude, a little dopamine hit. Cadre DS, Dan Skidmore fans are rabid. People love, <laughs> people love them some Dan Skidmore. And so like I tag him or he reposts. I'm like, oh, well, okay, that's going into the stratosphere. Like I can't imagine when you get somebody with a real yeah. massive following. Um, well, it's, so I can't, and I don't know the algorithm, but um, a year ago um, I did, I kind of, I was flirting with some video stuff, right? And I put together for the Give Team 15, I put together something on YouTube. And I thought, yeah, maybe I'll start a YouTube channel and, and kind of do it. It's a lot of work and I mm -hmm. just don't have time for it. Um, but 
it has a lot of cross benefits to what I do on social media and I have fun with it. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's looking at it's images and videos and trying to tell the story of the guys through that. Yeah. Right. That's how I look at it. And, um, and that, that kind of fires me up a little bit. And so seeing, seeing how one of those, so, okay. So the give team 15, um, I had two of our guys do a video about how to do the exercises. Cause before that, I had links to other videos mm-hmm. doing those exercises. I'm like, why not have our own guys do it? Yeah. And one of those videos had like, you know, I'll get like, you know, maybe a couple hundred views on a reel. Mm-hmm. Right. And then this one had like 19,000. I'm like, Oh, all right. Well, that's kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it doesn't mean anything, right. I mean, it, it kind of does. It just means somebody, somebody noticed. Yeah. Um, but that's not monetized anyway. That's not, you know, we touched somebody. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you, you're like, okay, we figured something out. And then it just like falls yeah, right, right, right back right. off the Did cliff. You really you're like, oh, it's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> it's like, never yeah, let's mind. go. You know, so let's put all our money on black the, the <laughs> or pro- red. <laughs> I think part of the challenges here is that neither one of us look particularly good scantily clad. And I feel like that's <laughs> such a benefit with the social media where yeah. I think if only, um, if I, if I only had, well, never mind. There's all kinds of jokes that I'm going to pass on there. But, um, so I want to backtrack on a, on a couple things, some way back, some right back, but um, it just kind of clicked for me. I have no connection here. I can't make this happen. Sometimes I just like to put something out there because you have no idea who's listening. And like, so hearing you talk about plugging the guys in, like with your brother, maybe and going out there mm-hmm. and getting that experience. I'm like, I feel like there would be such uh, if I can drop, you know, some businessy buzzwords, like such this synergistic opportunity between new image and the give team with micro works and what they do in this, in the micro yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and I've thought about the, the sweat yes. equity scholarships yep. that they do. Yep, yep, yep. I'm like, cause here's this group of kids that you've already taught the benefit of hard work. And so it's like, is it awesome if they can get into college? Awesome. They go into it. Absolutely. All those things are wins, but you could, you could be a valedictorian and still just not want to go deal with that garbage. Maybe not take on the debt, not whatever. Maybe you'd love to learn to weld underwater, which is an actual thing. It's not like underwater basket weaving. Underwater welding <laughs> is real or, you know, servicing heavy equipment or whatever. And it's, there's real, real money Dude, in those things. That's, that's exactly why my brother, right? Yeah. So my brother is a, is a success story with this, right? He didn't graduate high school, got his GED, um, decided to go get his culinary degree because he thought that was the path. Then realized that's a hard slog. Oh my God. So, and that industry is tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of substance abuse. There's a lot of late hours. There's mm-hmm. a lot, you know, it's just bad. Uh, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say bad, but it is bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, um, he was with my dad. Uh, my dad had a resort for a short time. And so he took the summer and was working with my dad and my dad was like, Hey, you got to figure this out. Yeah. Um, and so he decided to go get a, um, a certification in working heavy machinery. There was some trade school in Wisconsin that he went to. Mm-hmm. And so he did that and went out to California. His, his, my other brother was in California. They were, that's where they were out of at the time. And he, um, he learned how to do, use grinders, right? The, 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 the machines that grind up the highways, right? And he learned how to do it better than anybody else. He like tweaked the software so it worked faster than it should have. So he was more productive. Didn't tell anybody. So he worked better than anybody else. So that was his first thing. And then he was good at it. And like anything you get positive feedback on, you just, you know, get more Mm -hmm. interested in it. Fast forward. Now he's got his own company, right? He found a few guys who wanted to invest in him. And and this is a thing, right? This is really big. The side hustle thing. State of California a few years ago said, uh, Hey, 
we got these fires in the hills, and you've got these water trucks. Can we lease one of these water trucks from you for a week? It's like, sure. So he makes enough in a week to buy another truck. So now he's got a fleet of, of seven of these trucks. And last year was the first year that Cal Fire certified him to go do this. So he's got this, I, told, I refer to as a side hustle, where, where he has these guys going out to water down these fields, either uh, PG&E or Cal Fire, hire him. And he's able to pay his guys 50 bucks an hour to go do this stuff. Now it's seven days a week, or seven days a week, 12 hours a day. But you're spraying a hose on a field. And then you go fill the truck back up. Yeah. And then sometimes you might be going up. You're not fighting the fires, the, the, the wildfires, mm-hmm. but you're tangentially involved in yeah. that support structure, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you're a hero, right? And, and so, you know, do the math on that. That's life-changing money for somebody that, for anybody, yeah. for anybody who's 18, 19, 20 years old. Now, the, the requirement is you got to get a Class A license because he needs somebody who can actually drive mm-hmm. the, the equipment. And, yeah. and he's got to drive it around all around California. So I'm sorry. Yes. And with an exclamation point, I've thought about Mike Rowe. I've yeah. thought about his thing. Um, and, uh, and now that Mr. Easter has been on there, I might reach yeah. out to. <laughs> so yeah, open invite, Mr. Rowe, come on the podcast. We'll bring Brad, Brad back on. We'll work it out yeah, on the solid seven podcast. We'll, we'll make it happen. Just putting it out there. So the other thing, this is going, this is going way back, but again, I, I got to take advantage. Yeah. Well, I have somebody in the bank, banking industry on here. And I, I, I had the thought to bring, to get into this. And when we moved on, um, I think fractional banking is crap. <laughs> Tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> well, I've got to be honest. My area of expertise on the banking side is on the technology side. So, um, so I am uh, involved in the business side as, as I'm exposed to it. So my, my background um, is uh, I'm a, so I, tell people, you know, I'm going to shoot you straight because I'm a lawyer and I'm a consultant. My third strike, I go straight to hell. Yeah. So I don't have any room for <laughs> screwing around. Yes. Um, so, but, but my job is to work with, uh, with bankers on the technology environment that they have for whatever it is that they need to run their organization, right? Whether it's their, the, the fundamental system that, that we call it core processing, yeah, yeah. the general ledger. Uh, or it's their online banking, mobile banking, right? The digital channels, uh, whether it's the payment systems, right? So all those things come with a level of sophistication that if you think of, again, small business of banking, right? Their job, the, the job of a president of a bank is to be a banker, yeah. to establish those relationships and to, to embed themselves in the community. Um, and, and this is the irony of my career, right? I selected a career that is built around the success of businesses whose business model is fundamentally based on engaging their community. And in doing that, it's taken me out of my community. I've gone to all 50 States because of my job. So it's taken me out of my own community. So in order to engage in my own community, I have to be intentional about it. Yeah. Right. Which I think there's a, there's a storyline here for anybody to engage, right? If there's a problem in the society and you want to really figure out how to handle it, go, go do something. Go, just go engage. Um, I will say, I think I said this last time we were on, Shantae never came to me and said, you know, hey, we need an obstacle course racing team or we need a, a rucking club. Yeah. <laughs> I just started doing something built on goal setting and leadership. Um, so anyway, my, 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 my knowledge is very much centered on the technology side uh, of things. That's so, fair. 
I thought we'd have a fun conversation <laughs> about fractional banking, though. But uh, I just feel like loaning the same dollar out more than once <laughs> into, into double digits just strikes me. Yeah, again, not an economist, but I am a thinker. And it just seems like the, a bad idea. That's the whole, wait for it. That's the, the, the Michael Lewis storyline. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. So when, sip, when, he, sip, when he comes sip, on, sip, Jocko, go. Mr. Lewis, <laughs> come and set me straight or fill me in on, on, my my rightness or wrongness on <laughs> fractional banking because I think it's garbage. So it's, I will I will say from a from a business perspective, from with banking, if it is too confusing, too complex, then it's probably not the right thing for what that is. Yeah. Right. And when you look at the 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 multinational banks, those those are, I mean, to me, those are the that's the threat. Right, the, the the big guys because of how sophisticated and complex they get to take advantage of all the elements that they can to to pull levers. Yeah, um, you're not going to see the crazy stuff happening um, at the bank down the street. Well, I had that thought while we, while we were talking to is you know and talking about the role that uh, any kind of regulation plays. Is it reminds me a lot of uh, NASCAR, stock car racing in particular, not just. Uh, racing broadly somewhat, yes, um, but NASCAR has a rich history of cheating, yeah. and cheating has done more than anything to advance the sport, period. Um, and so, but it's, you tweak a rule to close a loophole, and it you just get better cheaters. Right, you, and right? you create more problems than it's, what the original issue was. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's just crazy that, you know, here we sit in 2023, and, and these bankers and these financial institutions they find ways to create new products. They find ways to trade differently in old product. I mean, okay, make the res- regulations, but then watch what they do next. Because you're, you know, right. they, every time you build a better mousetrap, great. But you're going to get a smarter mouse. Yeah, well, and there's a list of unintended consequences, uh-huh. right? So something on its surface might look good. Yeah. Um, and but But it requires a level of detailed knowledge to figure out what the right levers are to pull to make sure that you address the harm uh, without creating more harm. Yeah. Right? That's, you know, little things like, like some of the fees, the, the bank fee regulations, right. That are happening. Some of that stuff needed to happen, especially at the big bank level. Yeah. Trillions of dollars in fees that, um, that at some level, you know, need to be addressed. But, but, you know, when you look at interchange and all that, there's a, that's been a fundamental part of kind of how, you know, how the money system works yeah. and, and how banks make money, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and so you're going to end up harming the small business. Yeah. At the, you know, the, the, the intent is to, is to help the small business, to protect them, but it could ultimately end up harming them by, by limiting the services that they can get. Well, that, that's where we get into trickiness around conversations like minimum wage. Yeah. yeah. Um, $15 an hour is the, I mean, the battle, the goalpost moves every time it's 15. Now it'll be 20 next. Um, but you know, in a world where, uh, chat GPTs writing our articles and our scripts for us, um, you know, how many of us go through self-checkout at the grocery store yeah. at, and now, I mean, you can walk up to a kiosk at McDonald's at, you know, wherever punch in your order. It's still a person bringing the order to the counter, but how, how much longer and that's business is going to do business things. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's tough, you know, and then there's always the argument, well, if 15 is great, why not 50? Yeah. Why not 500? There's it, it, it's, it, that's one of those things that gets oversimplified because you can turn it into a political cudgel 
And if you try and have an honest conversation about the middle of it, um, okay, about recognizing, okay, yeah, there's, there's a problem. Um, but let's talk about solutions beyond just artificially increasing wages, which is going to artificially increase costs, right. which continues to exacerbate things like what we're dealing with right now with inflation. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, where do you want to solve the problem? Yeah. Is it, is it the tents to the tents on, in Paramore, uh, on the streets? Um, is it, is it our standard of living? I think it's both. Right? Yeah. I mean, you really, you know, but then, but then again, what levers do you pull to go well, make that happen? And that, you know, that's been in, um, you know, that's a hot button issue this week, uh, this week, maybe today, because the issues move so fast now, right? But um, this in issue in New York, where you had th this homeless street performer who, you know, unfortunately, situation presents itself, loses his life. Um, I don't think that was the in intention. Um, I I'm not going to dig into all the whatever of, of that case, because it's obviously incredibly politically charged. charged. Yeah. Um, I do think we don't want to discourage good guys from doing good guy things. I don't think that's a good idea society-wise. Um, I don't think we want to discourage and punish the sheepdogs. Um, that said, you know, vigilantism can be a problem too. So you got to watch out. But, um, you know, the, the homelessness issue that we're dealing with in our country. And if you're outside metro areas, maybe you don't see it as much. Right. Um, we see it plenty here in Orlando. And of course you hear plenty about it in the news, San Francisco and Austin and, you know, these cities dealing with these major issues and just the hard conversation we need to have about it is that. None of the solutions are great, um, but what we decided back in the 80s was that allowing these, because the vast majority of it is driven by mental health mm -hmm. health issues, an overwhelming majority of it. Yeah, and which is tied to the substance yeah. issue. That's, uh, they kind of go hand in hand. But yeah. And somehow we decided back in the 80s that allowing this populace to exist on our, on our streets was the more humane thing than the asylum system. And so none of the kinder, gentler solutions to these problems, we've had decades now, we've had 40 years of trying it without the asylum system. They're not better off. It's not more humane. It doesn't work. You have cases, I mean, countless, I mean, just numerous cases like Neely in New York where had been through the kinder, gentler system, had been in the halfway houses, has, has had the assistance, had had, and just kept cycling through all that. And each time things got worse, each time things got more violent. And it's what we're doing now is not the more humane thing. And I, I think when we picture an asylum, we've got this movie picture and whatever, but we, we need a, a mental health and a medical treatment system Maybe not like what we had, maybe not like what we did away with, maybe a different version, but something where, I mean, you can't involuntarily commit people these days. You, like state of Florida here, we can bake or act for a few days. That doesn't solve the problem. And, it, and it, then, it, and it, then it they're back. Yeah. yeah so um, I think uh, there's hope with a lot of the stuff that's being experimented with, um, you know, that, that, 10 years ago would have been just, you know, too controversial, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's psychedelics, whether yeah. it's ketamine, whether it's, you know, uh, um, but, but also the tools and the resources and, and, you know, 
And I look at a, in a related way, right? Uh, you know, looking at Dr. Peter Atia and the stuff that he talked about and how he's kind of come around on, on fitness and health as a, as a, a, a base requirement for longevity mm-hmm. um, and, and health span, you know, and I think same, I think it's a similar thing, right? That, that some of the solution and you know, the, the question is how, right? With, with when, when you're out on the streets, you know, you're not going to get the lady who had a cat that was eating food that she had been given. She was living in a tent when we were out feeding, you know, handing out sandwiches and water. And she's not going to do burpees, right? Um, but that's maybe the graduate level of whatever that program is. Yeah. But somebody's got to have that, yeah, have that conversation to try to solve things differently, right? And not to go down a rat hole of education, but says, yes, our education system, you know, same thing, right? Need to have hard discussions about what works for the world that we're in today, not the world that we were in. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and that, that's, that's the, yeah, I, I, like I said, I have hope, you know, um, it's, it's just, and, and I'm, and it's, and it's the pieces of this, the, and first of all, you know, the, the, the uh, Frederick Douglass quote of it's easier to build strong children than to prepare, than to repair mm-hmm. broken men. Um, you know, how do we address this early? Yeah. Right. And, and try to try to prevent it. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, that whole broken windows theory of once you let it out there, then all of a sudden, again, going to you do, you're going to take a path that you see. And if you see, you know, living in a tent on the street is normalized, then, then maybe you can picture yourself. There. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, and that's, you know, that's, you know, another one of those sayings, right? You choose your heart. You want your heart now, you want your heart later. Um, because if you choose, choose hard now, it's going to be easy later. If you choose hard, hard, you know, choose easy now, it's going to be hard later. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, I, you know, and, and, and I think let's, let's go back to something that something new that we've done, right. That, that goes with, I keep tapping on the homeless thing. Um, we, uh, at the beginning of this year, I decided, let me take a look at our program and let's look at, at kind of segmenting it. Um, and so we've got Saturdays, which we have workouts every Saturday morning, um, which is the team workout. And then we have a workout on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's before school. And this is, this is where I'm going with the hope thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book called Spark. Um, I can't remember the author's name, but it's uh, subtitle is the, the, the exciting new science between exercise and the brain. Mm-hmm. John Rattay, that's his name. Dr. John Rattay. He's a specialist in ADD, ADHD. Um, and in this book, Spark, though, he talks about the, the impact of, of exercise on all these afflictions that we're seeing. Um, you know, whether it's depression, anxiety, um, substance abuse, uh, for women, menopause, um, uh, getting older. Right. And, and so the first chapter he talks about, um, how Naperville, Illinois, the school district there started this program, uh, where before school kids would come in to do, uh, something intense, something hard. Uh, and so what they would do is they would strap on heart rate monitors and the, 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 the mission was to run a mile as fast as you can. Right. 
you know, if you're slow, it takes 15 minutes, right? It doesn't take long. Um, if you're really slow, it's 15 minutes. Um, and so they would, he would grade them based on heart rate, right? So that's how he judged. He's like, the, 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 the guy who started it said, you know, I tried to judge based on how I saw, but I saw how far off my, my judgment was mm-hmm. when I compared it against heart rate. You see somebody yeah. who's like really sweating and really toughing it out, and, but they weren't really jacking it up. Whereas somebody who was like, looked nice and easy, man, they were just spiking their heart rate. And what they found from that was that the standardized test score grades through the roof, behavior issues, behavioral issues dropped off, um, international scoring, what they did. And I can't remember, there's a STEM type international test that school districts would cherry pick the kids from different schools to come in and take the test. They didn't do that. Naperville just took it mm-hmm. and they ranked among the top in the world. Right. Um, and they're attributing this, this program. So I thought, Hmm, let me take this for a test drive and do something hard before school. Um, so we started doing that. And one of the things that, that we do is, and this was um, another name drop, Michael Easter. I think that's the third time I've mentioned his name um, brought up in one of his newsletters recently that uh, something you should do on a ruck is carry water. If you're not sure how much to take, load up water. Water's heavy, so you put in weight you know you can carry, but then put in water, and then if you feel like it's too tough, you can let some yeah. of it out. <clears throat> so what we do is we will uh, put weight in our ruck, but then we will load it up with water bottles, which makes it pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, especially for the, some of the guys who complain about just the regular weight. And then uh, last time we did this, a couple weeks ago, I did three, three loaves of bread worth of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, and the idea was, you know, we're going to go work with this weight, and then we'll end up by giving it away. And so the more water you give away, the lighter your weight, you get rewarded for doing something good. Right. We're the give team. Yeah. So, um, and that's been, a, that's been a good thing. Right. Yeah. It, it, it helps the guys, the guys kind of feel good about what they're doing. Right. right. There's something, there's a, there's a, there's a mission, there's a reason. And then it fits with our, our team motto, right? Yeah. No matter how little you've been calling that uh, period zero, period right? Zero, right, right. Yeah. Right. It's before first period. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, it identifies slightly with the nerd in me where, uh, Elon and SpaceX, they've been, they call the new, the, the, the launch facility for their new giant rocket in Boca Chica, Texas. It's, it's not really a launch pad. Like it really plays an integral role in the whole rocket system. So instead of being like the pad or whatever, it's stage zero. Yeah, so you've got the first yeah. stage of your rocket, but it's, it's stage zero. So you're on to some, you and Elon are on the same, <laughs> you know, we talked, we talked there. about it and, uh, I, I suggested yeah. it to him and you know, it was funny how he just said, yeah, that's good. Here's my, people think I'm crazy, but here's my thought process. I mean, if the guys over at the Babylon B can befriend Elon and admittedly they're geniuses and I think the Babylon B is hilarious. Um, then the solid seven podcast <laughs> can befriend Elon. If they can do it, the solid seven yeah. podcast can befriend yeah. Elon. It's just a matter of time. There you so, go. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe Josh Brolin comes on, maybe he knows, you know, maybe yeah. he knows, Elon. you know, you never know. That's right. That's it's right. all, it's all six degrees <laughs> of Kevin Bacon, right? So, <laughs> you know, Brolin's got this next Dune movie coming out. Maybe he'll want to come on here to promote that. I think, I think this is the obvious place to start that media yeah. tour. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with these people. Yeah. You, you mentioned Michael Easter. We're such fans here on the podcast and got to interact with him some at Sandlot, but uh, man, his newsletter, which was fantastic. Yeah, man. So many of them are span, like 
it's just trying to sell you something. It's like panning for gold for a his, lot of them. Right? Yeah. It's, you know, but uh, his is rock solid. Like not trying to sell you a darn thing. And now he's leaning into it. And so part he's, he's upping the offering, but putting part of it behind a paywall now, which is for the value there. It's, yeah. I mean, value for dollars through the roof. But then even seeing now, so he's just kind of doing that like any good dealer. He's doing that good free taste right now, right? Yep. Where he's, he's putting out three a week. Man, they've been so good just on nutrition and sleep and just all, but quality, down to earth, not woo, actionable. It's so I'm such a fan. He's a, he's a good writer, so it's, it's easy to read. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to consume, um, and it's quality. So a lot yeah. of times, the, like I love Andrew Huberman and Peter Atia, mm-hmm. so I'll listen to their stuff, but I got to be dialed in and focused. Yeah. And, and, I, and I do with Easter stuff too, but but it's it's a little easier to consume. Yeah. Um, and uh, but 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 equal quality. I mean, yes. it's you know you've got those two guys who are like you know PhD. Yes. You know, off the road. Huberman does a little bit like Atia. He's such an intellectual, and he operates at that level. So it's like you got to get you got to get up there. Yeah. Um, Huberman is too, but his you know his roots are still that skater kid. Yeah. So his actionable stuff is so accessible, and you don't need to be that PhD. You don't have to be looking up words the whole time. You can if you want to understand everything he's saying. But if you just want to default to just do what he tells you to do, that's really accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he. That's right. He does. Yeah. He says you can listen to all the detail, the science. But boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Or just do what I tell you to and be right. better and trust me. And he does a good job on yeah. Instagram of like tie, of tying that stuff together and making it tight. Yes. And so then Easter, just this this great writer and journalist, journalist that he is, does that in-between piece where he, he takes the heady stuff from those kind of guys and breaks it down for you and makes it actionable and susses out the garbage. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just been so good. So uh, again, uh, you know, I'm getting nothing from it, but <laughs> 100%, I think it's, it's worth going in. Maybe someday I'll have a solid seven promo code for the, uh, the 2%, uh, uh, email list, but right now just go pay whatever Michael's asking for and thank me later. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> it, it is money well spent. Um, and another really good guy. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, um, well, and I mean the, the newsletter aside, uh, we've talked about it on here a ton, the comfort crisis, yeah. Like if you can't buy it, go to the li- libraries are still a thing. Go check it out from the library. Uh, and then his follow on books come in later this year, scarcity brain and really, really stoked yeah. for that. So. Yeah. That, 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 that'll be good. He, uh, I've given comfort crisis away several times Yeah, just because, and, and it's, it's people, uh, never given it to anybody who's kind of in the go rock community only because they probably they already know it. about it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but if I hear somebody tapping around, like there's a, a, a client of ours up in Indiana um, who's um, uh, heads IT at a, at a bank. Um, and he talked about, hey, yeah, you know, I, I mentioned one of the things we were going to be doing early. We had to cancel it, but uh, we were going to do a 54-mile rock mm-hmm. along the Gulf Coast. And, um, and I was going to have to take Friday off. So I mentioned, hey, you know, it looks like I'm not going to be around this Friday. And he said, uh, what are you doing? So I explained to him. He said, oh, he said, my son, he's got a 25-year-old son. 25 um lived here in florida and they went up to ocala and they did like a three-day backpack thing through the ocala national forest and i'm thinking hmm i'm like through the forest that sounds cool but i'm thinking i gotta carry all this stuff yeah. that that and he's like yeah you know you gotta purify your i'm like all right i'm that's i i'm cool I've done it. It's not that bad. I've done it. It's not that <laughs> okay, bad okay, a, little, so, a little catadine hiker pro you're gonna go it's not a big deal yeah. so i, I mean i 
I mapped out the thing that we were going to do on the Gulf Coast where you know, every 7-Eleven, every Speedway, every right. you know, little Wawa, right? I'm like, okay, so we've got this thing was choreographed to the, to the minute almost. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, so, but I think that would be a cool thing to take guys. Yeah. Guys to go do that. Yeah. So. Though when you're like, when you're from Florida, you understand that like all the bad stuff that happens in the woods happens in Ocala. <laughs> like Ocala's where like there's woods people and it's sketch. Yeah. Like you, that's a trip where you definitely want to take advantage of Florida's now very liberal con, uh, like concealed carry laws. Like just, or just take, carry. Just full advantage. <laughs> Don't conceal anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's all good. So, um, one of the other, we, we talked about, um, Jala Shaw. Yes. Have you had her? I don't think you've had I her. Haven't, one, I haven't. Mean. Like, I think that's that's common. We connected yeah. a little bit at Sandlot Jacks. I haven't hit her up to book just yet. We talked a lot about Jala when when DS was on because her fit talk was Solid. so good. Yeah. And I haven't mentioned it on the podcast, but it's actually up and available on YouTube now. Yeah. So if you go back a couple episodes, uh, listen to a Dan Skidmore here on the podcast, you hear us talking about Jala. Um, her that fit talk that we were talking about is up. Um, and so and you were the cause. It yes. was, it's your fault that she had a grand well, mall seizure. And we, were, and we and, were there. Yeah. So we were there. So, so, and I will tell you no lie, right? So, so the, the, for everybody, um, Jala is a, she's a beast that you would never know as a beast because she's so, she's, she's petite. Yes. But she is, she is one tough yeah. person. And she's also very sweet. And so, so she, she's the, she's the, uh, uh, program, uh, manager for uh, tribe kids, mm -hmm. so she does a lot of and, and does a lot of CrossFit kids stuff. So right. she and she's the perfect person because yeah. she kind of fits the model of of a, of a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so she reached out to us last year and she said, "Hey," she said, "I want we're doing this. Uh, uh, I'm doing this world record attempt, um, and uh, and and we'd like to have to the, the give team be the benefactor to." fundraising which i mentioned earlier she raised 30 like 3500 bucks so i said okay if you're gonna do that for us we're gonna go we're gonna go up there we're gonna support you for mm -hmm. this um and so i went up and and uh, uh smith and i went up and uh we got there and we showed up at seven o'clock in the morning and it and it was hot mm -hmm. like it was and it and it's and and it's on it's it's in quantico so there's a there's a high school football field in quantico um, that is artificial turf. So it's a, it's a heat magnet. Mm -hmm. Um, the tracks around the turf and it's also in a, there's a berm around it. So it holds that heat in yeah. like an oven. And she said it on the pot, on the, on the, on the Ted talk thing or on the, on her, her sandlot speech. Um, but no lie, it, it had to have been 120 degrees. Yeah. I was having a tough time cognitively and I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I helped manage the cameras because we were trying to figure out who's going to do what. Because for Guinness, every minute had to, every second had to be covered yeah. um, by GoPro footage. So it's between juggling GoPros between batteries and right, right, and and, and SD cards and all that. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, we we went to we got that we we got there and she did it with with Wes. Um, Wes is a lieutenant colonel in the Marines um, and a beast in and of himself. Uh, and he did, you know, and, and he, around four o'clock in the afternoon, he started cramping up and I'm like, mm, I don't know if he's going to make it. Right. And he's done a lot of, of yeah. hard things. Um, and for him rucking with, with 25 pounds, it's not a big deal. Yeah. 120 degrees. Another story. 
So he finally worked that out and he got back on and, and Jala didn't stop. She was like, you know, just was like the energizer, but just, but just kept going. Um, and then later in that night, she, she started having a tough time. And then, and then her husband, um, took her to the hospital, you know, told me, he's like, Hey, I'm going to take, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And I had no idea anything happened until the next day. Yeah. And so, um, I was, I, I texted, I texted her. I said, Hey, what, you know, how you doing? And so, um, her husband would reply back and, Ooh. and then, and that usually we blow out what we do, right? Hey, yeah. big deal, social media, blah, blah, blah. And it was like really kind of a somber thing. Yeah. And to see how she's rebounded from that, um, has been very, very powerful. Yeah. So, yeah, so. we, we talked about that some with DS is kind of, you know, part of that return yeah, process heard, with I her going and doing that, that heavy, just such a, I mean, it's, you know, it's that Jordan Peterson admonition. Because it's not, you know, when he says, uh, you know, a man should be a monster, he's often talking about mankind, not man. And yes. I kind of lost yes. that. You can't just say one small step for mankind. You have to say humankind. No, well, no, the man <laughs> meant humankind. Uh, but Jala's sweet as could be. Yep. And she's a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's what I think everybody should strive to be. Yeah. yeah. And just going back and listening to um, her episode on Glorious Professionals, a podcast yep. from GORUCK and her background and the time she spent in Afga Afghanistan and the kind of work she's done. Uh, just hard to find a more impressive human being. So she is now a member of our advisory board. Oh, so nice. I extended an invitation here a few weeks ago. So I'm, I'm excited to, Very cool. to bring her into the I fold. mean, right up y'all's alley for sure. That's, yeah. that's a good fit. Has she, has she talked at all about approaching that world record again? No, uh, no, we haven't talked about it. So, um, we have, we have talked about kind of her recovery, right? Cause yeah. I'm curious and, and I'm, I'm obviously interested and concerned and, and, uh, and then seeing her social media, right. Her, her Instagram account, you know, that, that she's talking to all the right doctors and she's doing, I think one of the things I saw recently was that he recommended her. I can't remember. There's a, there's a term that I'm going to butcher, but it's something about, you know, being inverted, right. To get, to, to be upside down. And so she does, she's been doing these handstand yeah. pushups uh, to spend more time that, that, that upside down position does something neurologically to help her recover. And there's some, there's a health benefit for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't know. So, Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, um, I don't know that I would encourage her to try again and I can't, no one would look down their nose at her yeah. for never trying again, but it's like to hear her fit talk, and yeah. to see the kind of things she, she does, the, 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 it so, just wouldn't surprise me for her to look at that and go, no, nah, I'm not going to leave that out there undone. No, no harm, no foul. If, if yeah. never, but so, it so wouldn't surprise me. Having been there. Yeah. Right. When, when, I mean, so that was, it's because of Guinness that, that everything was like, like to the T, right. You had to have the, the cameras, but then you also had people that were tracking the laps, right. So you had a, a you had a clock, and you had somebody doing tallies and you can't, you can't, there's, I can't remember the specific rules, but I think it's, you can't have any single person do more than a four hour shift. So you have to have like, there, there are rules around how you yeah. monitor this stuff. Um, I'm not sure how, cause I don't, I didn't ask, but the GoPro footage, um, is tough, uh, at night. Yeah. Right. Because you're talking about like, maybe 175 yards. Cause you think about hundred yard football field mm -hmm. plus whatever that buffer is on both sides between on that, on that far oval plus the cameras far back because you got to get 
the whole yeah. thing. So how are they going to know? I mean, you could see kind of a headlamp yeah. at the other end, but how do you know somebody's not cutting across the end zone? Yeah. Right. I mean, not to call it out, but I, I thought about that. I'm like, I wonder how legit, right. That, and how, how much of a stickler they would be there. Right. So that, that's one thing. The other thing though, is just hearing the strategy. Like, okay. If I got, I've got to do this pace, I've got to do And she was well ahead of where that was until the wheels fell off. Yeah. So. I'm just thinking cooler setting lit track. We, we all know all those of us in the go community know we've got some top tier MDs yeah. plugged in at our disposal. I'm like, again, I'm the, I'd be the last person to ever be like, Jolly, you got to do this again. But I just, I wouldn't be, I, it'd be awesome yeah. to see her come back and, and get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, definitely not 120 degrees. I just, no, no. Uh, yeah. We came back. We drove back from that. Um, and it took us a long time. So we were up 24 hours. Um, and uh, we stopped. So it started at 7 a.m., ended at 7 a.m. We left. We made it to, I think, Raleigh um, and was just, we were just fried. I mean, like, okay. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning, I think. Um, and we got a hotel room just and said, okay, let's take a nap. So um, it was about 11 a.m. We woke up at 11 p.m., got back in the car, and just hit the road. Uh, we ended up stopping in South Carolina. There's a guy who's supported us who's a... Uh, uh, Air Force veteran who started his own, he's from Brooklyn. He started his own gym in uh, South Carolina uh, and just a solid guy. And so I'm like, let's, let's just stop in and see Sean and didn't tell him. And, uh, and so we just pull in and he sees us. I didn't, I'm like, I wonder if he's going to recognize us. Right. So he sees me and Smith walking, walking in and we open the door and he can hear him from the other end of the gym yelling. And this guy, is the, you know, is, you know, inspiring kids. Like he's just going off and he's the, the guy who's training is a, a guy who's playing um, pro basketball uh, oh, overseas. Cool. Right. So yeah. he's, uh, he's just super, super cool. But, um, but yeah, but that, 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 that whole, that whole trip, very cool trip. Um, but somber. Yeah. Know, a couple of weeks afterwards. Cause we didn't know, right. Yeah. I mean, we don't know if she's going to come out of it. Well, in that set, in that setting and you know, with those kind of conditions, just the last thing you think would go wrong. Yeah. You you'd expect heat stroke. You'd expect dehydration. Right, 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 right. right, right. Um, yeah, it's the. It's but to overconsume. Yeah. On the, I, I think if she does ever try again, the attempt needs to be sponsored by Element. That's my. <laughs> let's get a hold of Rob Wolf. Let's make the. Let's just Element packets all around the track. Yeah. Just, yeah, man. I I mean, um, definitely a different time. I mean, we talked about that too afterwards. You know, July and in DC in that environment. Yeah. But uh, backtracking a little bit to something you mentioned, have, have you kind of zeroed in on uh, moving the the fifty four miler for you? Um. <clears throat> no, and right now we're in kind of no man's land for that because of the heat. Yeah. So that's a segue. Um. Uh. With um. We'll still do, and I'm I'm going back and forth on this because we did Star Course. We did a 50 miler last last November. Um, it, you, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and the the one before that, if you remember, we didn't we tapped out because it was like just a, that was a the born. that was the first event we ever did as a podcast. Yeah, and we've uh, talked nice job. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we've talked a lot about how crazy that weather was yeah. that weekend. Yeah, no, we we tapped out on that one. That one was uh, unforgettable. 
Uh, um, so, but we did finish it the next uh, last year, um, and we did well enough that we're like, you know what? Let's try to let's try to place. Let's try to get maybe top ten, because um, I think you know, even us two old guys that did it, I think we could do it. Yeah. But the but the the, the what I wanted to do with the fifty four miler was get some of the some of the guys who really hadn't tested themselves yet to go do something that is just, you know, I call it stupid, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go do stupid stuff. Yeah. And you know, how do you know your limits if you don't test them? Yeah. Um, again, 15 to 25, let's go try something that you can go point back to for the rest of your life and say, remember that one time we did this really stupid thing. Um, and it's a stupid thing that doesn't involve guns, drugs, you know, the, the, you know, so let's, let's go do, do some of this stuff that, 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 you know, that, that you can be proud of. Yeah. Um, one of the guys who didn't back out, but I didn't think had it in him was at the workout today. And I'm, and, and I took him to, had a little special one-on-one -on -one time with him where we did some intense stuff around Lake Eola. And I realized, yeah, he needs a little more work yeah. to, to get ready for it. And he's, he's, he just don't want to drop in on 54 miles. Um, and then a couple of the other guys I think would be, would be good to go do that. But I'm thinking, I guess my point is if we did that, it's too late now cause it's going to be too hot over the summer. So I'm, and we want to do Jacksonville. So yeah. maybe we get two teams to go up to Jacksonville to see do the 50 mile. I haven't seen star course in November for Jacksonville, which is a pretty standard event and date. It has Pub been. It's not published yeah. yet. Yeah. Okay. It's not on the website yet. Yeah, I, I think what would be I'm I'm asking one because they don't do it. We'll do yeah, something. My um my you know like calendar event like my stretch event right now like I want to hit fifty in Normandy next mm -hmm. summer. That'd be awesome uh, for the 80th anniversary. So I'm kind of you know mapping out working working towards that in between stuff. You know like doing uh you know um doing Chad 1000 this November RX. We'll see if I'm there. We'll see if my yeah. knees will allow me to do the, you know, the 45 pounds, yeah. uh, and, and the, on the full 20 inch box. We'll see. I'll do Chad 1000 X either way. Um, uh, but looking for some interim stuff, but so I got doing the 54 miler with you would have been a bad idea for me at the time you were planning on doing it. Might've done some of it with you. Um, but I'm like, depending on where that falls, that might be a, a nice little, uh, you know, uh, workup event, but I think it'd be a great, custom star course at, you know, as a fundraiser, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. tying so, that so all together that, would be cool. Yeah. So you're, you're hitting on something. Um, we try when we do this stuff on our own, uh, like we did, we did Selma a couple of years ago, uh, where we did the, the actual route from Selma to Montgomery. Um, Smith and I did, which that. that's that origin of that. If the listeners are wondering, that's the origin of the 54 right, miles. That's right. why it's not a 50 miler. Right, right, right. Yeah. 54 miles represents the distance between Selma and Montgomery that Martin Luther King and John Lewis led the civil rights, uh, people to, uh, for voting rights back in 65. And, uh, uh, Emily McCarthy's idea, um, to do 54 miles over the course of the month of March. And I brought that back to the guys. And one of my guys said, we, we should go do that. And I said, yeah. We're going to do that. We're going to do 54 miles over mile. He said, no, 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 no. We should go do that. So that's, that's how that started. And that was such an epic event that we want to do something related to 54 miles every March. Um, so, but the idea is for us to do that and to have people from the community to come. I mean, yeah, if you want to do the whole thing by all means, but not necessarily, right. Just come do a piece of it. And yeah. that, that gets you that 
sense of being a part of something without maybe committing. Cause you got to commit like a whole, that's a lot of time, Yeah, you know? Um, and, and the, just the pain of going through it. Um, but, um, but no, I, that, that, that's what we, we want. We want people, right? Yeah. So if you're listening, come join us on a workout, like any Saturday. Yeah. Um, well, if somebody, cause part, you know, part of what I want to cover before, before we close out today is how do we get involved? How do we support? Mm-hmm. I know we hit on it last time. I want to hit on it again. Like if somebody wants to come work out, do they just show up? You want them to shoot you a message on Insta? Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. yeah let me know ahead of time yeah. because we, we typically go every, every Saturday at seven 30. Sometimes we might get an invite to go to a gym. So if you just drop in and we're not there, that'd yeah. be bad. Um, so, um, so yeah. And, and supporting Instagram is the best way to, to track us. Um, uh, we've got a, a website, uh, the give team.org, um, which has all of our stuff on it. By the time this drops, it'll be updated and with, with everything that we're doing over the summer. Cause we're coming to, to a close on our spring season. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that were that, you know, kind of the dream list, right. I, I, you know, would love to get a 15 passenger van. One of our limitations right now is the ability to shuttle people to, to workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so 15 passenger van, you know, I could have the, the, the new image use center use the van during the week. And then I could use it for getting people to and from workouts, but also to some of our events. Yeah. Cause it's become more and more difficult to rent a 15 passenger mm-hmm. van. Um, and there's something, anybody who's done sports in high school knows that there's something about that van experience of being in the, in, in, in those close quarters, you know, and as much as a, a grown man, I am, I turn into an adolescent kid myself when we start doing and having fun with that stuff. There's that, um, go ruck has been a rock solid partner. They've donated 30 rucks to us here this last spring. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, we've had some, we had somebody who, uh, uh, donated a bunch of shoes. So I've got, we've got what we call our, our gear closet, mm-hmm. um, which is basically a chest in my garage. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the van is really the, a big wish list item. Um, I, I'm going to try to get a pickup because that's what we need for, you know, uh, carting the stuff around. Yeah. I just throw it in the bed of the truck and, you know, carrying Cause we got a lot of weight in the trunk of that BMW that's in the parking lot right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's it really. It's, it's, it's Instagram is the best way to follow us. Uh, give team.org is our website. Uh, and shoot me an email, uh, brad.mason at just keep pouring.com. Nice. So. Yeah. And like I said, we, we've got the link, uh, solid seven podcast.com. It's the, the number seven. Don't spell it out. Solid seven. Uh, the, the link's been on there since the last time you were on, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And so, uh, there's all kinds of ways to help, but Money's never wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's just nobody's ever turned down cash in the I, history of ever. I would tell you, so So our motto, the give team, no matter how little you have, you always have something to give. If you don't have money, give time. If you don't give time, give effort. If you're too tired, give a smile, give a compliment, give a hug, give love, but you always have something to give. So be strong, give more. There you That's go. It. So uh, you can always give. You can get out for, for a workout. You can uh, you know share what wisdom you might have. Uh, with the kids, what you've overcome with the kids. Um, but that's, and that's the thing. I welcome guest coaches, right? Yeah. And a guest coach doesn't mean you come lead a workout necessarily. You can't if you're qualified, but it's really to come share your story of overcoming a challenge. The other thing I will say is that one of the big fundraising events that we have is the Give Team 15 Challenge, which is for our team, we're starting it in the month of June. So the challenge to the team is 
whoever does the Give Team 15 every morning before 9 a.m. in the month of June gets $100. Now, that's been a challenge consistently in the past, so I know that's pretty. That's that's a good bet for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I told the guys today I want to spend a thousand dollars. I haven't come even close to that yet. So, yeah. so that's their challenge. The challenge to the community is to come join us midway through the month to do the Give Team Fifteen challenge for it's in it. The Give Team Fifteen is fifteen exercises over fifteen minutes. It's forty five seconds on, fifteen seconds off. Um, published on our site. There's a, a, a drop down list to, to go get to it. Um, and so do that every day. Um, and, and it's a $15 charge and we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you a patch. So that's, uh, that's coming up, uh, June 15th. Yeah. Okay. So that's coming up quick. Yep. Right on. All right. So listeners, I watch for that and, uh, follow on the socials and, uh, just, just a great group, a great organization to get behind, uh, give team a new image youth center, both just a good ground to associate into for sure. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Really appreciate your support. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, it's been rock yeah. solid. Uh, and I'm I'm I am not promising any burpees, <laughs> but I, I will get out for a workout in a ruck sooner rather than than later here, All especially right. as things slow slow down a bit for me. I say that unfortunately, things slow down a bit for me professionally. Uh, the same time that the uh, the mercury uh, in the thermometer just goes through the roof here in Central Florida, so. Uh, yeah, I, I will. I will. I will say we've got is uh, give team rule five is we seek pain because it's the pain we seek that strengthens us, preparing us for the pain life inevitably throws our way. So heat will throw a little extra pain in that. I like it. I like it. All right, gauntlet thrown. I'll uh, and uh, listeners, I'll, I'll I'll own up to it one way or the other here. So uh, you know, either there there'll be a workout or there'll be a large donation or or both. Who knows? Who knows what we'll do here? We'll make it happen. But brother, appreciate you coming out today. Appreciate you making it happen. Always fun to have you on Thanks here. For having me. Love what you're doing. Uh, so uh, look at the show notes. They're normally not very extensive, but I'll make sure you know uh, where to find the gift team and the socials and how you can donate and all that good stuff uh, right in the show notes. Uh, be watching for the gift 15, uh, just a couple weeks out here. Participate in that. And, uh, you know, with that, um, if you haven't already check out the website, solid seven podcast.com, solid, the number seven podcast.com. There's always links to the latest episodes, uh, several good causes on there. Uh, not just, uh, the, the gift team, but some other good stuff on there that's worth your time. All of our uh, affiliates are on there. So Tuttle twins and Jocko fuel origin, uh, go ruck who we talked about plenty on here. You can, uh, get yourself some good stuff on there and it's a great way to support the podcast as well. Uh, and one of the easiest ways to help out is just, uh, whatever app you're listening to this on right now and give us a little thumbs up, five stars, like us, subscribe, follow us, whatever it'll let you do. All that stuff helps out the pod. And until next time, listeners, we love you. We're out. The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today 
And you can use our promo code, SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order, get on the path, and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.